0: Exeter Sports Network. Nine,
1: nine, ignition sequence start, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero, all engine running,
2: liftoff, we have a lift off.
1: Live on the Exeter Sports Network, it's Exeter Eagle Football, sponsored by Penn State Health St. Joseph, on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org and in-home oxygen and medical equipment at inhomeoxygen.net. Tonight, from beautiful Don Thomas Stadium, it's your Exeter Eagles taking on the Governor Mifflin Mustangs. Now to the broadcast booth, here are
3: your announcers, Darren Ziner and Mike Boyer. And good evening, Exeter football fans, and welcome to the Exeter Sports Network's presentation of Exeter High School Football. We are coming to you live from Don Thomas Stadium on the campus of Exeter Senior High School. It's homecoming night here at Exeter as the Eagles enter tonight's game in an unfamiliar role. That is the position of underdog. As they host the undefeated government from the Mustangs, the top rated class 5A football team in the state of PA. I am honored to be joined tonight by my partner, longtime Berks County sports writer, reporter, and the founder and chief operator of MikeDragoSports.com website and podcast the man himself, Mike Drago. Good evening, Mike, and welcome to the Extra Sports Network Airways. We are thrilled to have you join us and look forward to hearing from you all night long on your insight and your observations during the game. Thank
4: you, Mike. Exciting atmosphere here tonight at Don Thomas Stadium. There's a real buzz in the air. Eagles fans very excited to be playing the number one team in the state. Uh, this is always the biggest game in section one of the Burks Football League, no different this year, these are the two best teams, and uh, it should be an exciting game.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Mike and I'll be back shortly to preview tonight's matchup with the in-home oxygen pregame show brought to you by, you guessed it, in-home oxygen and medical equipment at 103 Lanks Avenue in Reading. You're listening to Exeter High School Football right here on the Exeter Sports Network.
5: In-home oxygen has all the products you need to reduce strain, improve ligament stability, and protect healing tissue. We will work with your orthopedic specialist to treat chronic pain, overuse injuries, sprains, strains, and arthritis. We also offer solutions for injury prevention, pre- and post-surgery treatment, and rehabilitation from the leading manufacturers in the field. No matter the brace you need, in-home Oxygen offers low- and high-impact bracing solutions for everyday activities and sports. Our fit specialists can help you get back to your favorite activities today and experience a better quality of life. That's in- home oxygen and medical equipment on the web at inhomeoxygen.net. And welcome back to Rifton It's a beautiful night here on the campus of Exeter Township Senior
3: High School. 71 degrees, clear skies. Uh, this is Mike Boyer. I'm joined by Mike Drago as we're going to take a look ahead here at what many people view as the Berks County Football Game of the Year here in Berks League. Um, obviously, it's the biggest game for Exeter as they're hosting Governor Mifflin and what can be nothing short of the Eagles' biggest game on their schedule. This is a game they have circled on their counters for up to a year now. Exeter comes in tonight's game with a 4-2 record coming off A lopsided win, 77-7 to against Muhlenberg, where they set plenty of records. But it's a different creature tonight. There are no moral victories in this one for the Eagles. They cannot come out of this the same way they came out of Week 1 with Central York. This is something that Coach Bauer and his staff have hoped to achieve uh, with their non-league schedule for this game. It culminates right here tonight, Mike. Uh, But it's a huge challenge in front of them. Uh, Let's start with the Eagles, Mike. Talk a little bit about this Exeter team and what you expect to see from the Eagles tonight. Well, it's obviously a very talented Exeter
4: team, probably the most talented team Matt Bowers had in his uh, 11, 12 years here, and knew, he knew that in the offseason, and he built a schedule that would challenge them, starting with Central York, which played for the state championship last year, Wilson, Hempfield, and now, of course, Governor Mifflin's a league game. There's no dodging them. Uh, this is clearly the best team that uh, Exeter will play all year long. And uh, it's a major challenge, and, and, you know, you could hear that uh, talking to uh, Matt Bauer. We're going to hear from him later in the show. He's obviously respects this opponent. He knows his team is going to have to play a near-perfect
3: game to be in it. Yeah, you know, you talk about some of the weapons Exeter has. You know, Colin Payne had a really nice game last week. I think he was something like seven for seven for 167 yards, three touchdowns. A game, again, a game that the Eagles had in hand when they get they got on the field last week. Um, you know, they rested Eric Nangle the last few weeks at the running back position. You know, a few weeks ago during the Wilson game, he rushed over 200 yards. They're certainly going to need to rely on that tonight to try and stay in this game and keep c- controlling the clock. Um, Exeter is huge in the plus turnover minus uh, turnover ratio. They're plus 11. On the season uh, all those things work well how do you see extra attacking mifflin tonight well you know if i were to attack mifflin it would be on
4: the ground because for a couple of reasons one you want to keep the ball out of their hands. I mean, obviously Nick Singleton is one of many weapons they have, so you don't want them to possess the ball. Secondly, I think the strength of their defense is their defensive secondary. They've got Aiden Martin back there. They've got Eden Johnson. Nick Singleton shows up sometimes. They got a lot of speed, and those guys make plays. So I would not want to be trying to throw the ball. Even though you have a, an advantage with Joey Schlaffer. you have, always have a matchup advantage when you have a six-seven wide receiver. Still, you know, if you can control the ball eat the clock, maybe, you know, pound away,
3: take a little bit of that spirit out of Mifflin, I think then you can stay in the game. You know, some of the things we talk about here with Exeter, you know, defensively, you know, they're they're down a key component tonight. Uh, We found out earlier this week that Jacob Wolf uh, was injured during practice. He will not play tonight. Uh, He's a special team specialist for the Eagles. Blocks kicks, returns kicks. Um, How do you see the special teams playing out tonight in this game? Well, you know, losing Jake Wolf is... Is a a tremendous blow for Exeter because
4: he's a three-way player and he makes plays on every phase of the game and you don't have many guys like that. Uh Mifflin obviously has dangerous return people. I mean, Nick Singleton will be back for kickoffs and some punts. Uh Eden Johnson will be back there. Aiden Martin is, you know, Aiden Martin, everybody focuses on Nick Singleton. Aiden Martin is a division one kid too, and next year once Nick is gone, Everybody's going to be talking about Aiden Martin because he's a game-breaker. He has speed and power, and uh, that's the thing about Mifflin. Everyone gears up to stop Nick
3: Singleton, which you have to do, but that lets a lot of other doors open. All right. Well, I totally agree with you, and I think the one thing is controlling the clock and keeping the ball out of Governor Mifflin's hands, keeping the extra offense on the field. That's probably your best defense tonight is keeping your offense on the field. You know, we'll be back a little bit to talk about keys of the game and and some of the races around the county uh, right after this short break. You're listening to the Extra Sports Network.
1: Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. We have all the components to get you back to the health you need. Our primary care physicians and specialists see you soon. Our urgent care centers see you quickly. Our emergency room sees you now, and our on-demand app sees you anytime. Whether it's our primary care, urgent care, emergency care, or on-demand care, Penn State Health St. Joseph delivers the best care anywhere.
3: Visit us on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. And we're back here to Don Thomas Stadium. This is Mike Boyer and my partner tonight, Berks County Football Hall of Famer Mike Drago. We're about five minutes away from kickoff and taking a look at some of the keys to this game, Mike, we've kind of already touched on it, but you know, I, I think Exeter has to build the upset over four quarters to win this game. Uh, there's certainly the underdog and, and you know, anywhere from three to four score underdog, I would think if, you, if you're being realistic here. You know, They've got to control the clock. Uh, you know, they've got to be able to keep their offense on the field. They can't make mistakes. They've got to make some big play, whether it's special teams or defensively, to stay in the game and then keep it close to the fourth quarter. How does Exeter build that, though? How do they get that monster to become an upset here tonight?
4: Well, like you say, they've got to make uh, big plays, probably on special teams. The only time that Exeter has beaten Governor Mifflin in the last 12 years, Michael Mennett blocked the punt. Exeter was down 14-0. He blocked the punt. It completely changed the momentum, and Exeter went on for a big win. They need somebody to step up tonight and make a play like that, and they've got guys like that. Ty Yokum, J.R. Strauss, uh, uh, Joey Schlaffer. Those guys can make those kind of game-changing plays, and they're going to need at least one and maybe a
3: couple of them. Well, you know, our producer Jerry Gellif had a chance to talk with Coach Bauer earlier this week about tonight's matchup. Let's hear what Coach Bauer had to say. Jerry Gelliff here with Exeter
0: head coach Matt Bauer. Coach, last Friday your Eagles beat Muhlenberg and set scoring records both for the school and for the league. How long did you get to enjoy that win before turning your attention to tomorrow night? Uh, I don't.
4: I don't know. Uh, we've been looking at this for a little while. I mean, we take them one at a time for sure. But
0: we We rest assured. We were bright and early. We were up and at them. You know, trying to get ready for this one. Obviously, everyone understands the challenges you guys face in the Mustangs, and it's fair to say you're the underdogs heading into the game. Talk a little about what things have to happen to build the upset during the game tomorrow night. We just have to come out and, you know, minimize mistakes. We have to play our, you know,
4: assignment football. You know, the biggest problem playing them is you have to be uh, sound in all of your assignments, or they break you for a big play
0: if we can you know minimize big plays and finish drives I think we could have a chance what has your message been to the team all week believe believe that you belong there again uh came out with the same thing against Wilson
4: these kids wouldn't be denied uh why I, I don't know if it's going to be enough. tomorrow but I can tell you this we're going to get our kids
3: best effort excellent thank you coach and good luck thank you as always we appreciate coach bauer taking time out of his busy schedule to speak with jerry and the extra sports network mike you've covered matt bauer for many years first as a player now as a head coach uh, after hearing his thoughts uh, what are your thoughts on his comments about tonight's game
4: well you know he's absolutely right he he knows what his team is up against uh, the, uh M- governor mifflin's not ranked number one in the state you know for no reason they are a talented experienced tough football team so you know matt is being realistic he's, he's got it He's got to tell his guys they've got to play their best and uh, and and hopefully, you know, need some breaks and, and maybe they can hang in there.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And, I, and again, I, I think you'd be honest with your, your players and let them know this is the situation. And I think you, yeah, as I said, you have to kind of build that momentum. Hey, we've got to stay in this game for four quarters. We've got to get through the first quarter, be in the game, be at halftime in the game, come out of the third quarter, and as you said, a big play here or there. We get an opportunity in the fourth quarter to, to win this game, and that's how they're going to do it tonight. Both teams have taken the field. Mifflin in their white uniforms uh, with their maroon lettering, gold helmets with the block M on the side of the helmet. And the Eagles, the men in black in their all black uniforms with the blue numbers and their white helmets. Uh, Both teams are finishing up their pre-game exercises. We're about ready to start here with kickoff. It, It sounds like Exeter won the toss and will defer and they'll get the ball hopefully in the second half. Mifflin elected to receive the ball, and I believe Exeter will be kicking off from the south end of the stadium here, going from our right to the left, the scoreboard board end of the stadium. But uh, again, as, as you said, first play here coming out, special teams, if Exeter is kicking off, they're kicking to the Nick Singleton, which again, it has, has got to make every coach in the state have a nightmare if you're kicking the ball deep to number 10. <laughs> yeah, you know,
4: <laughs> you have no choice because hopefully you, when you score, you have to kick off again. Now you can always try an onside kick. That's one way to keep it away from them. And, and maybe Matt is gonna try one of those tonight. You gotta try something. But I certainly would never kick directly to Singleton. I'd rather kick it out of bounds and let him start
3: at the 35. Yeah, I agree with you there. Now last, or two weeks ago, uh, Mifflin played Episcopal Academy. And Episcopal did a pop-up kick and they recovered it. Um, I, I don't know if that's in the arsenal for Exeter, but uh, I would try anything I could not to kick the ball to number 10. And then I'm sure number three will be back deep with him as well. Um, Eden Johnson. So again, another guy. You probably have number thirty-five, Aiden Martin, back there as well. So pick your poison where you want to kick the ball. Exeter has to cover, though. Uh, that's been one of their, their, their probably one of their low points on special teams—is their kickoff coverage. You know, up until the West York game, Exeter was giving opponents the start position on the negative forty-four yard line, defending fifty-six yards. You just can't beat good teams doing that.
4: Yeah, obviously field position another big key. You know, w- when you're the underdog and you're trying to pull off a, a victory like this, you can't be uh, playing uphill the whole night and you can't be giving Mifflin short fields and uh uh, a lot of teams have done that, but, you know, wh- when <laughs> you're facing an overwhelming team that can beat you in so many ways, you you're end up on your heels a lot.
3: You know, and, and, and Miffin is going to get the ball here to start the game. Um, you know, it, it is an offense that is based on the on the dive option, the veer option. Um, you know, probably the number one play they run for Nick Singleton is a power toss. There's to toss on the ball inside, almost the old Wilson power toss back in the day, where you just toss the ball to the tailback and let him run off tackle, kick everyone down, and kick Out in the front side and just keep going. Um, So we're going to stand here for the national anthem, taking a moment to honor our country with the playing and singing of the national anthem. We'll start with the extra alma mater. A beautiful rendition of the Exeter Alma Mater by the Exeter Pep <laughs> Chorus, and now the national anthem by the band. You know, Mike, I'm reminded as we see the two teams on either side of the field, Exeter is not a very deep team. Uh, their numbers are not huge. You look across the field at Mifflin, Mifflin spreads out from the 30 to the 20 almost with their players. And so one of the things attrition-wise is Exeter is going to have to play a lot of guys, probably on both sides of the ball and special teams, where maybe Mifflin doesn't have that. Um, I don't know what the depth of Mifflin is in and, and, and their games. have been such big blowouts that you know people have played who may not play normally. But uh, I just find it interesting that the size of the two different teams here in the numbers.
4: Well, that certainly takes a toll on you when you have two-way guys. Now, it's a beautiful night. It's not like it was in uh, late August, early September, where heat and humidity, humidity are a factor. Hopefully, we don't they see a lot of cramping. where We should be beyond that, but still, you know, after 50, 60 plays, it starts to take its toll
3: on your on your physique. Absolutely, absolutely. So, as we said, Exeter will tee it up here from the school board end, the south end of the field, teeing it up for the Eagles, number 10, Mikey Moser. And back deep for Mifflin would be number 10 himself, Nick Singleton, so 10 kicking the 10. We'll see if number 10 actually gets the ball. Um, but that's where we are here as we start the game. And um, maybe extra try something coming out of the huddle here. They're bunched up here. They have run towards the ball the last couple weeks. And they try it, but nothing happens there. They should have kicked the ball there. Mifflin was off sides, they crossed the 50. They, they should have kicked the ball, it would have been offsides. But Moser, uh, yeah, I don't mind. why that wasn't called. That should've been offside, right there. Moser tees it up, and here we are, we're underway. Squibs it down the middle of the field. Taking it about the 35-yard That's line, Tyler and here Minnick. we go. It's Minnick, number 22, down the left side. One man to beat is Moser, he's gonna take it back. Tyler Minnick's
4: 75-yard kickoff return, and, th- and there you go, Mike. You try to keep the ball away from Nick Singleton,
3: and you know, another guy burns you like that. Yeah, and minica Jr., one of the few juniors that get to play for uh, Mifflin, you know, got the ball around the 25-yard line, as you said, and took it back and literally we were under, oh, just over 10 seconds into the game, and it's already 6 nothing. and that is not how you build the upset. Now we, You know, we said
4: special teams, obviously a key to, to staying with Governor Mifflin, and, and that's where you need to carve out an advantage when you are the underdog, and, uh,
3: Eagles in the hole already. And the kick by number nine uh, number nine uh, Jackson Schools is good, and Mifflin leads 7-0, 12 seconds in the game, here at Don Thomas Stadium. We'll be back at a short break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
5: In-Home Oxygen has all the products you need to reduce strain, improve ligament stability, and protect healing tissue. We will work with your orthopedic specialist to treat chronic pain, overuse injuries, sprains, strains, and arthritis. We also offer solutions for injury prevention, pre- and post-surgery treatment, and rehabilitation from the leading manufacturers in the field. No matter the brace you need, In-Home Oxygen offers low- and high-impact bracing solutions for everyday activities and sports. Our fit specialists can help you get back to your favorite activities today and experience a better quality of life. That's in-home oxygen and medical equipment on the web at inhomeoxygen.net.
3: And welcome back here to Exeter. You know, Mike, I talked about that right before the kickoff, saying that this is the one unit has really struggled with the kickoff team for Exeter, and, and there it is—it rears its ugly head again.
4: Yeah, and that wasn't even close. He found a seam about the 35 or 40 and was gone. Uh, nobody even had a shot at him. Uh, So, Exeter gonna be fighting uphill
3: here from the very beginning tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Teeing the ball for Governor Mifflin is number nine, Jackson Schools, uh, back deep for the Eagles. Looks like Messiah Robinson and Carter Redding, number 11 and number 28. Schools kicks short, bounces around the 20 yard line, and will go out of bounds. So, Exeter will start here first and 10 on the 35 yard line. Maybe that should have been the extra play. No, we talked about keeping the Mifflin offense off the field, but I'm not sure that's the way you want to go about doing it. <laughs> uh, giving me a kickoff there for a touchdown.
4: No, absolutely not. I mean, um, worst case scenario, it's got to be a real uh, mental blow for the Exeter players, you know, who've been excited for this game all week, and you come out and 12 seconds into the game, you're absolutely. down.
3: Absolutely. So, Eagles come out, Colin Payne, the quarterback. He's got Eric Nangle set off to his right-hand side. Schlaffer split out to the right. Schmidt split out to the left. Jarsraus, tight end left. Ty Yocum, tight end right. Snap goes, give play action. Payne sits in the pocket, throws out to the right. Complete it. Schlaffer thrown down after a short game by number 10, Nick Singleton. That'll bring up second and eight for the Eagles.
4: Good play fake there by Colin Payne. I think he wanted something downfield. Couldn't find it, he checked off and uh, through to his secondary receiver.
2: Gain of two on the play, second down and eight.
3: Ball on the far hash near the Governor Mifflin sideline. Extra comes out again, a second and eight. Looks again like a double tight end set with both Strauss and Yokum. Schlaffer f- split out to the right, Schmidt to the left. Nangle uh, in the gun next to Payne. Give here is to Nangle over to the left side. He follows the big block of, of Anthony Conchasey coming on the left side. Gain of five. We'll make it uh, third and four, third and three here. Let's see where they give the spot.
4: That play really opened up. I thought he was going to get a much bigger gain, but uh,
3: 44 a gallon closed fast from yeah, his linebacker came spot. Came from the backside linebacker position. So here is first and short for the Eagles, uh, third and medium for the Eagles with uh, a third and four here. Um, chance here to see what they're going to do. Uh, two back set. Extra's going to be in the eye here under center, gives an angle to the right side, and there's nowhere to go as he met by a host of Mifflin players led by number 64. That's Nate Goodman, the 6'5", senior, 225 pound defensive end, and Exeter looks like he's off the punt here in the first series. Not a, not a good
4: sign there, the first short yardage play, and Mifflin just dominated
3: the line of scrimmage there. Goodman blew that play up. Yeah, not a huge fan of coming in the eye, third and four there in the first series. You, know, you, you threw the ball one time, you spread him out and, and ran it. Moser back deep to punt here. Nick Singleton back deep for Mifflin. Punt's gonna go out of bounds to the right hand side. And obviously it looks like Exer's not gonna punt the ball to Singleton if they cannot, uh, if they don't have to do that. So ball goes out of bounds, spotted at the 37 uh, yard line. It'll be Mifflin's ball first and 10, leading seven nothing.
4: Well, now Exeter has its first uh, challenge of trying to stop Nick Singleton. He hadn't even touched the ball yet, and uh, you can be certain he's going to get it on this series at some point.
3: Yeah, but he's got to see if it goes to Trey Rock first or Aiden Johnson before he gets to Singleton. But again, you know their best player, their number one play is the, is the toss power, uh, the power toss of Singleton. So let's see what we get here. Uh, You know, Singleton's not a guy
4: who they need to get the ball to 20, 25 times a game. It's really almost half that sometimes because, like you said, they like to soften you up with the fullback dive and the quarterback option.
3: So they ran the dive there, but flags on the play. You know, Johnson lined up under center with Rock and, and Singleton behind him. Looks like offsides against the Eagles, so again, we talked about Discipline, no penalties and, and no big plays to start and, and the first play on defense, extras offsides, giving uh, Governor Mifflin a first and five here. And Mifflin will come up double tight with that flanker in the eye formation, probably 35 times tonight. Now we get twins here though. So two receivers to the right with Martin and in the eye. They give us a singleton up the middle. Nice job by the Eagles gain of maybe one it'll bring up second and four for governor mifflin
4: about a one yard gain there for singleton uh his lineman didn't didn't get much
3: room to run yeah they tried to run a little uh iso play there off the right side
4: you know the thing about singleton you can stop him two three four five times for for small yardage, but he's a home run hitter. You know, all he needs is that one seam, and he
3: is gone. Mifflin comes down in an unbound set. The left tackle, number 64, Goodman, here to the right side next to 77. It's dive option, the pitch. Right there to make the play, and out of the tackle. Down the left sideline, Singleton cuts it back. Breaks another tackle. Finally knocked out of bounds by Andrew Miller, but not before a big gain. They had a chance to stop him in the backfield. He broke two tackles and raced down the left sideline.
4: All right, they they had him for a potential loss there, but that's the the greatness of Nick Singleton. He escaped that, and he gets a 38-yard gain out 38 of the play. 38-yard
3: gain, yeah, down to the 19 here.
4: I mean, your average high school back is taken for a loss. He Absolutely, gets, he gets 38 yards.
3: There's nothing average about Nick Singleton, though. Now, down in the game here at fullback. As they go trips to the right, Gallon the, the single back. The give is the dive to Gallon up the middle, plowing his way ahead. Gain of five it looks like, it'll be second and five. And, th- and there you saw Singleton lined up in the slot.
4: They, that's not a look that they use a lot, but again, he's just a decoy there and, and it worked perfectly fine, it opened up the middle.
3: And the fact that Gallon's now back gives Governor Mifflin two fullbacks who run the ball very well with Trey Rock. And, and, and
4: helps their, their linebacking depth as well. I mean, uh, you know, it's not like they were hurting without him the first couple games, but that's just one more quality player. Gallon was a starter last year at Burks Catholic both ways.
3: Right. So again, toss here to Singleton over the right side. What down a nice play in the backfield by number nine, Ty Yocum. That'll bring up third down here. Probably third and four as they mark the ball. Just on about the 18-yard line. Third and four really good tackle there
4: by ty Yoakum. not many guys at this level can take down nick singleton one-on-one ty
3: is is one of the few absolutely one of the strongest kids in the county playing high school football right now so we got third and four here ball spotted on the 14-yard line of the eagles johnson under center rock and singleton are in the eye give us to rock up the middle and he is stuffed there again this time by number 55, that is um, Lucas Palange. And so now fourth down for Governor Mifflin. Have, having watched film the last couple games of Mifflin, the quarterbacks like to run the ball on fourth down, whether it's McNeil or Johnson. So let's see if they go dive option and keep with the quarterback.
4: And of course, in this offense, that's a call that the quarterback makes at the line of scrimmage on the snap. He'll read the defensive ends. If he thinks uh, they're king on uh, Singleton, then he'll keep it and and take it inside or around the end himself. Another unbalanced
3: set here. You see the two tackles to the right, two tight ends to the left. And there is the quarterback. And he's off to the races for a touchdown. Number three, Eden Johnson around the left side. Again, they lined up in an unbound set. They brought two tight ends to the left and just ran around the left side. And again, the cornerback position by Jacob Wolf, who knows, uh, You know, a faster player there may, may be able to make the play, but Mifflin on the board again here. Johnson had Nick Singleton t-
4: outside as his pitch man, and, and of course, the defense had to respect that, and that's why he s- scored
3: so easily. And Jackson's kick is good, and Miffin's up 14 to nothing with 6.49 to go here in the first quarter. We'll be right back after a short break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
0: Seasons Cafe in Flying Hill scratches your gourmet hitch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamod, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a trip advisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation.
3: And we're back here to Exeter. Governor Mifflin out to an early lead, 14 to nothing, 649 to go here in the first quarter. Mifflin will tee it up again with number nine, Jackson Schools, kicking from our left to right from the open end of the stadium, the north end. Uh, again, Mike, we talked about the fact Exeter's got to try and keep it close to build this uh, as an upset, and they have not started well here.
4: And that's been the case the last several years. That you know, last year they were down 21 nothing in the first quarter, got to be 28 nothing. The year before, Mifflin was right up. Now Exeter did come back and had a chance, you know, to to win that at the end. But it's tough when you're trying to dig
3: out of a hole the whole night. Yeah, last year, if you remember, they ran hit the dive back, Schrauser, for a number of times up the middle, early in the game for big runs, and it just was out of hand from there. School squibs the kick, picked up on about the 30-yard line, and dropped shortly thereafter after about the 32-yard line. Extra will take over on downs. Uh, take over after the kick, first and 10 on the 32-yard line. So Exeter's gotta figure out a way to, to move the chains here chain and keep the ball a little bit and keep that offense off the field across the side of the stadium.
4: At Mifflin scoring drive, it was six plays. Four of them were two yards or less. So Exeter's defense was, was pretty good. But as Matt Bauer said, you, you know they can bust it at any time. Singleton had a long run and Johnson, of course, broke
3: off the touchdown. Payne gives off to Nangler on the left side. He's brought down on a nice tackle by Trey Rock, number two, the linebacker for Governor Mifflin.
4: Trey Rock flying in there untouched. Uh, I think somebody missed him and uh, he made Exeter pay.
3: Yeah, gain of one for the Eagles. It'll bring up second and nine. The ball spotted just inside the 33 yard line. Well, Exeter's got to find a way to move the ball here, get first downs, and keep their defense off the field. Uh, has not been an easy task so far. Payne lines up in the gun. He's got Yoakum to his right and angle in the pistol position. Strauss goes in motion from left to right. Payne back to pass. He pulls it back down, he's gonna scramble now to his left. Being chased by Gallen and knocked out of bounds on about the 44 yard line. That should be enough for a first down for the Eagles. There's a a, a case of Colin Payne using athleticism to make something happen.
4: He looked downfield, he wanted to throw, but uh, nobody opened, he had to tuck it under, and again, that's that Mifflin secondary, which was a lot of speed and experience back there, and uh, nobody open.
3: Yeah, absolutely, I mean, going across the board, you've got Johnson, um, number seven, Braylon Stewart, you've got Minnick, and of course, you have e, uh, you have uh, Nick Singleton. The yeah, and
4: I see they dropped uh, Braylon Stewart, now he, he wasn't a safety, now he comes up at a and a linebacker, but he's listed as a defensive
3: end. Exeter in the eye, play action. Payne rolling to his left, he's gonna keep it again, and run out of bounds. Maybe a gain of two yards, it'll be up second and eight for the Eagles. Again, a little play action there, looking down the field, but no time to throw the ball on that chance. That'll bring up second and eight for the Eagles, ball on the near hash. Schlaffer f- splits out to the right, Schmidt to the left. They've got Joey, uh, J.R. Joe Sh- uh, Strauss in, in motion across. Give up the middle. Nangle, nice play up the middle, right at the sticks. We'll see if they give him the first down or not. Gets down to the 46-yard line, and that's enough for an Eagle first down. So a nice job there running the ball. Right up the middle was Eric Nangle, and it gives the Eagles second first down of this drive.
4: Well, that's what they need to do, they need to keep moving the chains, kill some clock, uh, you know, take a little steam out of Cover-Mifflin, which came in here like a rocket tonight.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Again, they're, they're across midfield here, um, gotta keep moving the ball. Again, Payne under center here, split backs, Yokum and Nangle, fake the toss left, throw out to the right, they hit Joven Hollis, and he picks up eight yards. Tackle made by number sixty. Uh, no, I'm sorry, number seven. There, Braylon Stewart. I
4: like the play call there. A little quick hitter. It get, gets uh, Colin out of the pa- uh, out of the pocket. Gives him a chance to throw because uh, when he dropped straight back, the last couple of times he he didn't have a lot of time and he couldn't find anybody open.
3: That may be uh, Jovan Hollis' first reception of the season. Gain of nine. Again, pain in the gun. He's got Schmidt and Strauss to the right, Schlaffer to the left. Again, little flip play here to Strauss coming left. Met by Trey Rock in the backfield for a loss of three yards. That'll bring up third and four for the Eagles.
4: That is usually a fairly safe play where, you know, you're not gonna lose yardage, but Trey Rock was in there so fast. it really blew up on the
3: Eagles. Yeah, absolutely. A nice job by the Mifflin linebacker there. Came through that left side of the Eagles defense, uh, offensive line and made the play for a three-yard loss, that tackle for a loss. Third and four now for the Eagles. Ball spotted just on the Mifflin 40-yard line. Exer has trips to the left here. Woody, Strauss, and Schmidt. Schlaffer to the right. him the gun with Payne next to Payne to his left. They'll play action fake, Payne under a lot of pressure. He's gonna go down in the backfield. Nate Goodman and Trey Rock on the sack. And that's gonna bring up a fourth down for the Eagles. And it looks like they're gonna punt it away. Once again, Colin
4: Payne with no time to throw. The pocket just collapsed on him there.
3: Yeah, you know, they had success running the ball there and then they kinda went away from it. I don't understand why. You know, you, you wanna run the clock here you had first, second and one, and you took two pass plays and, and two sacks. Singleton back deep, Moser punt to the right, looking to get it out of bounds. It bounces inside the 20, rolls back inside to the maybe the 11 yard line. Oh, they're gonna say it went out of bounds around the 19 yard line, but still a good kick by Mikey Moser. 23 yards on that Moses kick. So again, Exeter's defense back out in the field. They've Um, got to do a better job of containing, you know, they've shut down the inside run. They have not made a play on the outside run yet. Uh 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 Mifflin breaks the huddle in the eye. Johnson at quarterback. Rock at the fullback, Singleton at the tailback. Exeter looks like they were drawn offsides. Offsides against the Eagles again. That's the second time tonight. It'll we'll be a first and five for Governor Mifflin. Moves the ball out across the 20 to about the 24-yard line. This is a big series for Exeter here, Mike. They've got to hold them to no point. They've got to get off the field
4: turnover would be nice too, because they're down uh, deep on the uh, Mifflin end of the
3: field. Could make some things happen here. Johnson under center. The give is to Singleton over the left side. Gain of two, maybe three. Nick Singleton on the carry. Down by 66, Richie People think
4: of uh, Nick Singleton as a speed back, which he is, but he's not afraid to put his head down and, plow his way into the line as he did there.
3: Oh, absolutely, you know, he's six foot, 220 pounds. That's not a small back. Even for the college game, that's not a small back. So we've got second and two here for the Mustangs. Split looks much deeper for the tailback to the fullback. See if they go dive here. Nope, they go to the pitch, the singleton over the left side, breaks one tackle. Met by Ty Yocum, but not before he gains about seven yards here for a first down for Governor Mifflin. Brought down by Exeter, Exeter linebacker number nine, Ty Yocum.
4: Another good play there by Ty Yocum taking Singleton down. Again, not many uh, high school linebackers are going to be strong enough to do that or fast enough
3: to get there. Uh, absolutely. It'll be first and ten for Governor Mifflin. Ball spotted on the Exeter hash, 36-yard line, first that, and ten.
4: That play, I mean, and, and Singleton got a nice uh, edge block there to to get a lane, that play looked like a touchdown against most
3: teams. So here's that unbound set again where they have the tight end to the right. They have the two tackles on the left side of the formation for Mifflin. They've gone dive to the short side here. See, the, uh, Nope, they go toss to the, the long side. The Engleton, Singleton gets the edge. And he's gone. 64 yards for the touchdown and Miffin is just rolling offensively here with 1.28 to go, still on the go in the first quarter. Nick
4: Singleton doesn't need a lot of help, but he got a great block on the edge there from the left tackle, Nate Goodman, sealed off, sealed the defensive end in, and that, that's all you need with Nick. I mean, he, he gets the slightest crease, and he is gone.
3: Schools att- uh, sets up to attempt the extra point here. The kick is up and it is good. And with 1.38 to go in the first quarter, Miffin extends their lead to 21-0 to over the Exeter Eagles. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
1: Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. We have all the components to get you back to the health you need. Our primary care physicians and specialists see you soon. Our urgent care centers see you quickly. Our emergency room sees you now, and our on-demand app sees you anytime. Whether it's our primary care, urgent care, emergency care, or on-demand care, Penn State Health St. Joseph delivers the best care anywhere. Visit us on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. And
3: we're back here at Exeter. Governor Mifflin has jumped out to a 21 to nothing lead over the Exeter Eagles. We have 138 remaining here in the first quarter as Mifflin will tee it up again for the third time tonight here in the first quarter. Back deep for the Eagles again. Our number 11, Carter Redding, and number 28, Messiah Robinson. Teeing it up for Governor Mifflin, the junior. Number nine, Jackson Schools little Exeter information here. Jackson School's father actually teaches in the Exeter school district. He's a junior high teacher here at Exeter, Josh.
4: Governor Mifflin can make even a very good football
3: team look very mediocre, and that's what we're seeing tonight. Absolutely. On both sides of the ball, and in special teams. Schools approaches the ball. Again, he squibs it. It gets past Redding. He's gonna pick it up on around the 11-yard line. Cuts back in, met there by number nine for Governor Mifflin. The kicker himself, Jackson Schools, makes the tackle down there. And Exeter, again, not with good field position as they start here on their own 10-yard line.
4: Scoring update. Why missing is up 13-0 on Twin Valley. Burke's two game and uh, Conrad Weiser and Hamburg are tied
3: uh, 7-7. Interesting about that Hamburg-Weiser game. It's gonna be an interesting game I think. Both teams have been up and down. Give off the right side to Nangle. He's tackled by Stewart, number seven for Governor Mifflin. But a nice gain there about six yards. It'll bring up second and four for the Eagles. Again, we talked about the the talent level of Governor Mifflin. They're also a very experienced team. They have a lot of seniors playing, um, maybe two or three sophomores on offense and on defense. Well, so a team that has set itself up for a very good playoff run. An Angle again tries up the middle. Trey Rock just all over the place. Another big hit for the inside linebacker now. He has not been blocked so far in this first quarter. As we're under 35 seconds remaining in the first quarter. Uh, I don't see the play clocks working tonight,
4: so I don't know. But. Yeah, e- Exeter's gotta find a way to, to put a body on him
3: because he's just gonna disrupt everything they try to do. Well, Miffin is employing a five-man defensive front, so they're stacking him, you know, either behind the nose or over the guards. Exeter lines up in double tight here. Payne in the gun. Play action in angle. nangle, Payne rolling to his left, flushed out of the pocket, brought down and sacked by number 64, Nate Goodman as the first quarter comes to an end. That'll bring up third and long for the Eagles when we come back here in the second quarter at Exeter. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
1: The arena's been shut, the ice has been melted, the stands have been empty. empty. but a new day has dawned. The lights are back on, the ice is frozen, the boys are back. It's time to get back to hockey. Your Ruddy Royals and the ECHL are back at Santander Arena, the 2021-22 season starts on October 22nd. Get your tickets now. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge.
3: And we're back here to Riften on a beautiful night at Don Thomas Stadium. Uh, At the end of the first quarter, as we move into the second quarter, Governor Mifflin leads the Eagles 21 to nothing. Exeter will take over here on fourth and 10, fourth and 11. Punt unit on the field with Mikey Moser, kicking the ball out of his end zone. Again, back deep is number 10, Nick Singleton. And here's a situation we talked about, Mike, the fact that special teams' field position, we're kicking the ball to Nick Singleton as he stands on the extra 40-yard line. This is not a good setup for the Eagles defense, and they haven't gotten on the field yet. Moser takes the snap. It's blocked! Goodman blocks it!
4: Nate Goodman coming off the edge, tall kid, 6'4". That wasn't even close, he just smothered that ball.
3: And you know they, they kind of rugby punt there and roll Moser to his right. And uh, Goodman just got his hand up, blocked it, knocked it out of the end zone for a two point safety. And now Exeter will have to punt or kick off from their own 20 yard line after the safety. So again, things went from bad to worse here for the Eagles as it is now 23 to nothing. And we're eight seconds in to the second quarter.
4: Exeter in that first quarter, 32 total yards. Nick Singleton had more than that on one carry.
3: And again, as as we talked about, you know, the, the level of the two teams, obviously we knew Mifflin was a very good football team, but I think people are seeing just how good they are right now.
4: Well, I I said it earlier this week on my podcast, and I I haven't said this in 40 years of covering high school football in Pennsylvania, but I don't think Governor Mifflin's going to lose a game this year. I mean, I've never predicted that at midseason for anybody, and I just think they are just so strong and that there don't appear to be any super teams out there in in Class 5A that are going to beat them, so... They're going to be a fun team to watch.
3: Especially in District 3. I don't think there's anyone who, you know, as you see what the drubbing going on right here, you know, Mannheim Central, um, Spring Grove, uh, those teams are, are not, they have they don't have the caliber of athletes that you see here on the field tonight. That's their squib kicks. It's a line drive. Feeling about the 47-yard line. And so Mifflin takes over after the, the safety kick on their own, uh, on the Exeter, 37-yard line. First and 10.
4: This is interesting. Wilson just scored a touchdown from Jaden Jones and they take the lead on McCaskey, 7-6. So they were trailing early in that game.
3: I had a chance to see McCaskey play a little bit this year at Reading. Um, I can't imagine that game's gonna stay close for very long though. So the Mustangs under center here. Now this is McNeil a quarterback number eight in the eye. He's got Rock. Toss here back to Singleton. Over to the left side. Tackled there by number nine, Ty Yokeman, number eighteen, J.R. Strauss. There are flags on the play. Let's see what the penalty is here.
4: Yeah, it's gonna come back. Yep.
3: A holding call there. So that'll back the ball up here.
4: To about the 46. Looks like he spotted it at the 36. 46.
3: No, it uh, should be a spot foul from line. Screamer. See the 47. 47. Yeah, 47 yard line. That'll be first and 20 here.
4: First and 20. Not a factor for a team like Mifflin when they can break it on any play.
3: In the eye again, toss back to Singleton over the left side. Brought down there again by number 55, Lucas Pelange. Maybe a gain of one, bringing up second and 19, ball spotted just inside the 46-yard line of Exeter. And Exeter chance here, again, they cannot give up the big play here.
4: If you're going to get Nick Singleton, you got to do it early before he gets up ahead of steam. But if he, you allow him to take that second step, it's too late. you got to hit him almost, you know, when he's getting the ball in the backfield. and Let him take maybe one step. But once he gets into full stride, you're not going to stop him.
3: Defensive change here for Exeter. Joey Schlaffer is in the game playing corner. He was not originally the starter here. They've gone back to their base defense. Again, they're in the eye again here for Mifflin. Looks like we might have another penalty here. Delay a game against Mifflin. He's gonna back him up five more yards, making it second and twenty-four yards. Well, there's timeout called. I think Mifflin called timeout before there was a penalty. So no play. Timeout Mifflin here, second and nineteen. We'll be back right after this short break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
6: And we're
3: back here as Mifflin comes back from their timeout, second and 19 ball spotted on the Exeter 46. Mike, we don't see Mifflin throw the ball very often, but maybe this is one of those chances where we're going to see him throw the ball.
4: they haven't tried one yet tonight. They haven't needed it. Uh, I think they're going to run it here, though.
3: And you're right, the dive followed by the quarterback, stuffed there by the interior of the Exeter defense. Sam lack number 58, okay, J.R. and J.R. Strauss, number 18. Third and long opportunity here. And quarterback number eight, Destin McNeil, uh, in the game here from Miffin, following the fullback there on the dive.
4: You know, when you've got Nick Singleton in the backfield, the down and distance doesn't matter as much, so you'd think second and 19, we need to throw the ball, but you know, they were probably looking for a five, six yard gain there, thinking they could still pick it up.
3: Here's something else you see Dave from Empty set here, three to the right, two to the left. It's gonna be Jet Sweep. Singleton there, he breaks a tackle, and he breaks a second tackle, and the third tackle he's into the end zone with a 43 yard touchdown. Again, the speed on the jet sweep from Singleton. Exeter has known that can run with him. And Mifflin has jumped out now to a 29 to nothing lead. 9.41 to go here in the second quarter.
4: Mike, you've seen uh, Mifflin a few times this year, as I have. I, have, I haven't seen that play. No, I, I haven't
3: seen empty from Mifflin since I, I watched them play in the, the state finals. You know, when, um, I want to say like eight, eight ten Number years ago, Jackson when they were losing four late four in four the four game, four they had to go empty.
4: A beautifully executed, ex- uh, executed and designed play there, uh, and again, it's something Exeter had not seen.
3: And again, not prepared for. Don't have the personnel to check out to that. And so again, nice job by the Mifflin coaching staff as they jump up here. And after Jackson School's kick, it's 30 to nothing Mifflin, 9.41 to go. We'll be right back after this short break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
5: In-Home Oxygen and Medical Equipment are Berks County's foremost sleep apnea equipment specialists. We have a full line of CPAP and BiPAP supplies, including the area's largest variety of machine masks and cushions. Respiratory specialists are on staff to assure proper fitting and explanation of sleep apnea devices. We accept the most insurance companies of any provider in the area. In-Home Oxygen at 103 Lancaster Avenue in Reading. Call 610-929-2004. In-Home Oxygen.
3: And we're back here at Exeter, as Milton tees it up again with number nine, Jackson Schools. Back deep for the Eagles. We've got Messiah Robinson and Carter Redding. You know, so far for the first, let's say 14 minutes of this game, it has been Milton in all three phases of the game. Offense, defense, and special teams. Schools kick's gonna bounce again on the 20. Exeter not adjusting. Picked up there by Cabron Woody. He breaks one tackle, stays on his feet, breaks another. Spins out of a third tackle. Finally taken out of bounds across the 30 yard line. They're gonna give him the 30 yard line, Actually, maybe 31. First and 10 for Exeter ball and the government from hash on the far side of the field.
4: We heard from Matt Bauer before the game. You could tell the tone of his voice, so a bit tenuous there, he knew what was possibly in store for his team tonight uh, we're seeing it. it's 30 to nothing after 15 minutes less than 15 minutes
3: absolutely absolutely exeter comes out for their first offensive play here in the second quarter pain in the gun dangle behind him in the pistol he's got schmidt to his left split out schlaffer to his right give us to dangle to the left side he gains about two yards I'll bring up second and eight
4: for the Eagles. And the natural tendency here is you want to get it all back in one play, and, and that's just not going to happen. You have to stick with with your strength here, and that's running the ball between the tackles and be in the, between their double tight ends. They've got some great blocking tight ends, and you know they, they just need to put it together a drive here.
3: Well, as you said, the extra comes out, double tight end set. Single back behind Payne is Nangle. Give to him again. Beats attack the tackle line of scrimmage. Falls ahead for maybe a gain of six. Seven and That'll bring up third and a long three for the Eagles. They have to get this first down, Mike.
4: Yeah, and they're in a favorable spot here. Third and, well, uh, about three. Um, But, yeah, they they need to hold on to the football.
3: And, again, we're in the gun, double tight set, double pro, two wide receivers, two tight ends. Payne is going to boot out to his right, looks and throws. Incomplete. Looking for J.R. Strauss down the middle in the seam comes incomplete. Exeter might just, up. Oh, they're going to punt here. I thought maybe they'd go for it with a shot. They haven't stopped them defensively. You might just take a shot and uh, go for it.
4: But Exeter's
3: going to take a timeout here, so maybe they're reconsidering punting. What were you saying, Mike?
4: Uh, I was going to say, you know, Matt Bauer's going to do the sound thing here. He's not going to try to, uh, uh, obviously... Y- you know, his fans would love to see him go for it and make it here, but if you don't have a play or personnel right now where you feel comfortable making this, then it's not a good call. So he's going to think about it, but you're right. If they took a timeout, uh, they are certainly uh, discussing it.
3: Yeah, at this point, I haven't stopped defensively, whether it's a long field or short field. I'm down 30 nothing. Maybe i tell my guys this is where we make a stand just to do something. Uh, He's going to put the offense back on the field here. So it'll be fourth and three for the Eagles. Ball spotted on about the 37-yard line, middle of the field. And this play is is saying to one their defense, hey, we know we can't stop the two offense. We've got to make something happen here. Payne in the gun, he's got Yokum to his right, and angle of the pistol behind him. Mifflin sees the formation and takes their own timeout. So we'll stay here during the timeout. Mike, again, we've watched this for now, let's say 16 minutes, it's fourth and three. They've had some success running, very little success throwing the ball this a running play here fourth and three
4: well that's a long that's a long three yards against a really fast defense i think uh what they did on third down i like the the concept rolling paint out give him a chance to uh find a receiver maybe even tuck it under and run uh that's what i would go with
3: get him on the move give him a couple options maybe you know two receivers side of the field if it's not there go we'll find out shortly as they come back over the ball here fourth and three for the eagles 8.08 8.08 to go here in the first half. They trail 30 to nothing to Governor Mifflin. Again, painting the gun. He's got Joachim offset to his right. Nangle and the pistol behind him. Schlaffer split out to the right. Strauss and Schmidt split out to the left. Strauss comes in motion across the formation. Payne drops back the pass. He looks for a crossing route. To <laughs> he hits Schloffer. Schloffer breaks two tackles. He's down to the 30, the 20. Tackled inside the 10 yard line. Fourth and three for the Eagles, and they go for Joey Schloffer in a post route. Completes it. He takes it down to the nine yard line. You know, we called the play. We just didn't see that he's going to stay in the pocket to run it.
4: 58 yard gain there. There's a Colin. flag
3: on the play. There's a flag sitting. On the 38-yard line, Exeter sideline. We have a holding call yeah, against yeah, Mifflin. That'll be declined. It'll be first to go for the 20. Eagles, ball on the nine-yard line. First down.
4: Okay, so that goes down and as a 58-yard gain. That's more yards than Exeter had the entire first uh, 16 minutes of the game. And that was badly needed. They needed just some kind of a a, more, a boost here to, to keep them in this game.
3: I agree. You know. Just getting that helps them keep their offense on the field. Now Exeter goes to an uneven set to the right. They weren't set, though. Exeter was not set. They went to the tight end tackle over to the right here. guys were still getting set on the right side of the line. They snapped the ball. So now it will be first and goal from the 14. And one more time, they shoot themselves in the foot with penalties here in the first half. Mifflin changed some defensive personnel here.
2: Third call against Exeter, five-yard penalty.
3: And again, the tight end and the tackle on the right-hand side were just not set before the ball snapped. So Exeter comes out here, first and goal from the 14. In the eye, they've got Yokum and Angle behind Payne. They give us an angle over the left side. He follows behind, makes one man miss, down to the five-yard line. Yeah, Eric the angle takes over the left side. Take, they're going to give him the six-yard line. It'll be second and goal from the Six.
4: Nice little cut back there by Eric Nangle, good for eight yards.
3: You know, he is a very good shifty back. Usually never lets the first guy bring him down, and he does a nice job of jump cutting and moving away from defenders. Exeter again, lines up in the I formation, double tight. Give again to Nangle to the right side. He's met there by Goodman and Rock. Pushes ahead just inside the five. It'll bring up third and goal, say the the four-yard line, middle of the field.
2: Michael
4: Ford also on the tackle, third down. This is four down territory. Obviously, they got two cracks at it. Uh, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing them take a shot with a pass right here, because uh, Mifflin's probably, you know, expecting Nagle to get the call again.
3: Again, they're locking Singleton on Schlaffer as Schlaffer splits out to the left. Well, that's
4: an interesting matchup.
3: Yokum off the gut, powers his way down, He's down at the one yard line. It'll bring up fourth and goal for the Eagles from the one. It's I think you gotta to go right back to Yoakum here. You know, power it straight ahead, get behind, just cut down your splits of your He's line and then just, just run behind him, wedge it, and let Yoakum run hard. Fourth down. Big play and for the Eagles went. just for momentum purposes here.
4: Well, Ty, Yoakum is your fourth down guy, so I, I think everybody in the, in the building expects him to get the ball here.
3: Mifflin packs in their front, and Exeter's coach, Matt Bauer, takes a timeout. Exeter. He wants to be
4: absolutely certain everybody knows their assignments, and they cannot afford another penalty here.
3: Absolutely. Well, we'll step away during this timeout. We'll be right back after a short message. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
1: Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. We have all the components to get you back to the health you need. Our primary care physicians and specialists see you soon. Our urgent care centers see you quickly. Our emergency room sees you now, and our on-demand app sees you anytime. Whether it's our primary care, urgent care, emergency care, or on-demand care, Penn State Health St. Joseph delivers the best care anywhere. Visit us on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org.
3: And so we're back here to Exeter. It's fourth and goal for the Eagles on the one yard line. 5.54 to go here in the first half. They trail 30 to nothing. This is the first time they've moved the ball deep into different territory, and they line up in the I formation. Payne under center. They give this to Yokum over the left side. He plunges his way in for the touchdown. Oh and that's a nice drive going for it on fourth down for extra. capitalizing Ty Yokum's one yard run over the left side. And Exeter is on the board, Mike.
4: Eight plays, 69 yards, two fourth down conversions. Think about that two fourth down conversions. Very impressive.
3: Well, it was certainly needed for the Eagles at this point, trailing by as many points as they were going here, Um, going from that fourth down, the first one on the pass to Schlaffer, and then here again on fourth and one, the to on the left side, pretty easy actually going in. And Moser's kick is up and it is is good, good. and with 5.51 to go, here in the first half, Exeter's on the board as they now trail the Mustangs, 30 to seven. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. And we're back as Xers teeing up here, kicking off after their first score of the night. Number 10, Mikey Moser, is teeing up for the Eagles. They'll come out of their hurled up bunch set as they attack the ball with the potential for an onside kick. They don't do it. And once again, Mifflin has stepped over the 50-yard line. That is a penalty. You cannot cross the 50 after the whistle has blown. That, that, that's a penalty. Again, that's the second time referee has made that call. Moser squibs it. Picked up there by Aiden Martin, twisted around two or three times.
2: And so Mithun will
3: take the ball here with 5:44 to go in the first half, leading 30 to seven over the Eagles. Ball will be spotted on the 30 on their own 35-yard line. And Exeter again needs a stop here, not to stay in the game, but to stay emotionally in this game. You've got to come out and get a stop this series, Mike. No,
4: I mean no turnovers yet for either team, but it, you know, as we said, Exeter needs needs to come up with something like that. So maybe they need to be a little more aggressive on defense. Blitz try something here to shake this game up.
3: Johnson back in at quarterback as he comes under center. He has Rock and Singleton behind him in the eye. Johnson pitches and Singleton brought down by Jovan Hollis after about maybe a gain of a yard. Nice job by tackling one on one. There, number 27, Jovan Hollis. You now we talk about Singleton getting a yard here, a yard there, a couple. Of but he's over 160 yards so far here in the first half, I believe.
7: He
4: is. He had uh, 160 yards on his first eight carries. Really, no gain there.
3: So, Mifflin will have a second and nine as they come up here to the ball. Just over five minutes to go here in the first half. Again, the overbound set, they're, they're unbalanced to the right. They've got a guard and a tight end to the left. Johnson under center, back to pass, looking down the field to a wide open tight end, and he overthrew him. Wide open, Exeter's corner. We talked about Joe Schlaffer coming in the game. You know, there's just so many things to worry about with that offense. They send the tight end down the middle, down the field, and, and Exeter's corner just not ready for it. Uh, Exeter
4: caught a break there. Yeah. That should have been six points.
3: Absolutely.
4: But, you know, I've seen that half a dozen times this year when Mifflin, they they throw very rarely. But when they do, their, their receivers are slipping out of the backfield or, or out of their tight end slot, and nobody bothers to pick them up.
3: Absolutely. And You saw it against the Harrisburg game uh, one or two times there. Uh, so it's 3rd and 9 here for Mifflin, 4.51 to go, again Mifflin spreads it out, they're looking down the field, throwing deep, in coverage is Joven Haus, number 27, number 7, four, Kellen four, Boyers, they doubled up, Nick Singleton down there, nice job by the Eagles, and we'll see something you don't get to see very often, Mifflin might have to punt here.
4: Yeah, 4th and 10.
3: And I believe Trey Rock is the punter, so again, still another weapon at the punter position here. Um, Exeter puts back Carson Schmidt and J.R. Strauss. So Exeter puts two deep here. Trey Rock on the punt. Again, Exeter has to make sure there's no fake here. Get the punt away. Trey Rock's gonna punt the ball. Almost blocked. Strauss calls for the fair catch, and he catches it right there on about yeah. the 33-yard yeah. line. So exeter has got 440 to go here in the first uh, first half, to, uh, in the second quarter. Uh, a chance to score again and, and get back a little bit into this game, possibly.
4: Well, they got plenty of time, no doubt about that. Ball's at the 32. So although they used two timeouts last time, that's not gonna be an issue. They should, they should not run out of time here, but the, the problem is executing some plays against a very good defense.
3: And again, we've seen Joey Schlaffer get open down the field. Uh, I, I think they have to open up this offense a little bit here now. Take their shots. Schlaffer split out to the right. He's got Aiden Martin on him. Payne looking down the middle. He's Lots of pressure. Rolls to his right, sets up. He's sacked from behind. The ball is out. And Mifflin recovers it. Recovered by number 51 for Governor Mifflin. That is... Jose Landrum, and a big play for Miffin there on defense. Strip sack and recovery for the Mustangs.
4: That was uh, defensive end Aiden Young with the hit there that forced the fumble. He pursued Payne for about 20 yards and uh, Payne never saw it
3: coming. Yeah, he came from his backside as Payne thought he escaped into a little pocket there. throw the ball, looking deep for uh, Joey J.R. Strauss down the middle of the field. But, again, there's the turnover. We just talked about there were no turnovers, and there it is. The ball now sits on the 25-yard line. Now, they've run sweep here to Aiden Martin in the pass out of this formation or the quarterback has kept it. So let's see what they do here. And They give the dive up the middle. Trey, Trey Rock. Trey
2: up the middle for Mifflin.
3: Tackled by number nine. Ty Yocum at number twenty-seven, Jovan Hollis, I believe. Brought
2: down by number nine, Ty First down for Governor Bisland.
4: You know, Mike, when you have strong players and, and playmakers at almost every position, you can really mix up your formations, and almost everything's going to work.
3: Absolutely, I think you said th- the number of playmakers they have, and the the depth of the playmaker position, the skill position for them is is really incredible.
4: Now they're going to put Nick on the uh, in the slot here again.
3: Here's a toss to Martin, around the right side. Sam left making the play for the Eagles.
2: Number 35, Aiden Martin, around the right
4: side. Used Nick Singleton as a blocker on that play.
3: Brought down by number 58, Sam Orzilek. I think Aiden Martin wishes he was more of a blocker on that play than a decoy. Uh, gain of about three, it'll bring up second and seven here for Governor Mifflin. Ball rests just outside the 10 yard line. Again, they're back to this double slot wing type set with Martin.
4: Yeah, they Siegel's you know they in. they had a extra week to work on some things, so we're seeing some new formations.
3: Rock up the middle, met by the interior of the Eagles' defensive line. Helmet comes off here for Trey Rock, so he'll have to leave the game, that'll bring Gallon back in the game here most likely. So Aiden Gallon will come back in the game here to fullback, let's see. Now from that formation, Mike, I would not be surprised if they brought Singleton back inside on like a little inside handoff.
4: I mean, good chance they were setting up something on those first two plays, which we're gonna see right here.
3: Oh, Mifflin in the gun. Johnson in the gun. Going to keep it himself around the right side. Still on his feet. Johnson on the carry. Gets it down to about the five-yard line.
2: Brought down by Lucas Boulin.
3: Looks like the ball came out, but Mifflin recovered. There's beanbags on the field. It's going to bring up fourth and a short three, long two. We'll say three yards here for Mifflin. Exeter needs to hold here just for momentum going into halftime, as we're going to be under two minutes at the snap of this ball. And again, you know, as I told you in the first quarter, Mifflin likes to have the quarterback keep the ball on fourth down plays. I think it was a fourth down that Johnson had scored on the first quarter. So Mifflin's going to run it down, take a timeout here most likely. Let's see. So Time Mifflin out. takes the
7: Governor
3: timeout. Mifflin. You know, it's funny as you look at the Governor Mifflin's sideline, right in the midst of decisions here is Mick Vecchio.
4: Yeah, Mick never really retired. I mean, he's just a volunteer coach now, but uh, uh, he is still quite involved. I guess more of a consultant. He just loves the game so much. And of course, he's got two sons on the coaching staff, Mike and and Doc are there. So it's a classic uh, Berks County football family.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. So again, we've got fourth and three, ball on the five yard line, big play here uh, on film. Miffin has kept the ball in the quarterback's hands in these situations on fourth down. But I've got Nick Singleton in the backfield. I know where I'm giving the ball, but again, we'll see what happens. So Mifflin comes back out. Down and three for Governor McClendon. Exeter breaks the timeout. If I'm Exeter, I gotta commit everybody here. I- I've gotta commit everybody. 1.42 remaining on the clock.
4: Yeah, I would try to be aggressive here, shoot some backers, try to blow something up, you know, give them, give Mifflin an unexpected look.
3: Yeah, if, if Mifflin beats you on a trick play here, so what? You know, I, I've gotta stop him. So they come up to the ball. Oh, they moved, Mifflin moved. Mifflin moved on the right-hand side there. So they were gonna give the ball to Singleton and sweep to the right. Mifflin moved, that's gonna back it up. I don't know if Mifflin will kick a field goal here um, but now this changes a little bit. Well, it looks like they're bringing a the field goal unit on.
4: Yeah, it looks like they're coming on. You know, I mean, w- one thing is they haven't tried a lot of field goals, and at some point they may need one. So, you know, they're up comfortably here. I think it's a good idea to send your kicking team out there, let Jackson Schools try one. It's, a, you know, not much more than an extra point here, roughly, anyway.
3: Right. And you said, Jeff Lang's going to start getting things out here now. One, he puts things on film the as they get goal. into the playoffs Jackson, and things of that sure. nature.
4: It's going to be about a 28-yard field goal unless they fake it, of course.
3: So the snap is taking the kick, is through the uprights, and it's good. Jackson Schools hits a 20-yard field goal with 136 to go here in the first half, extending the lead from 33 to 7 over the Eagles with 1 minute 36 seconds to go. We'll be right back for the last minute 36 here in the first half. Right after this short break, you're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
0: Seasons Cafe in Flying Hill scratches your gourmet hitch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamod, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a Tripadvisor advisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for Hours of Operation.
3: So Mifflin will come out here and tee it up again with number nine Jackson Schools, the junior from Governor Mifflin, with a 33 to seven lead with 136 to go here in the first half. Um, You know, give the extra defense a little credit there. They held them, they got a field goal there at the end of the half. Um, You know, you never want to give up points late in the half, but that's better than giving up seven points, and I think it would just totally demoralize you. School's kick is squibbed on the ground, taken at about the 27-yard line. Yeah. Taken by Carter Cordura there over the left side, he gets the ball out to so I said, as I said, the 33-yard line where Exeter will take over with 1:31 to go here in the first half. If I'm extra here, I run the clock out, get out of the half, get out of Dodge here.
4: Well, I think you're getting to the point, not that you ever want to give up, but you're getting to the point where this game is getting out of hand. And, again, I think you just want to go to your offense and run some things and, and try to have some success.
3: So Payne in the gun, Yokum next to him, and he's back to pass. Steps up, he fires. Incomplete, looking for Jovan Hollis as he goes out of bounds on the Mifflin sideline.
2: Hollis. And He's Hollis is injured on down. the Mifflin
3: sideline.
2: Injured player on the field.
3: So, Mike, as you were saying again, you know, we've got a minute 26 to go here in the first half. You know, we've Amina got a 26-point you know, game. If you're Exeter, I, I'm not sure why I'm throwing the ball here, stopping the clock.
4: Right. I mean, if you go three and out here uh, and have to kick the ball, you know, Mifflin could easily score again. Uh, you know, it's it's tough. Like I said, a couple of first downs, maybe move the ball out past midfield, and then you could take a shot.
3: Yeah, I don't know if this is the time to take shots, though. I, I would have run the ball here and got out of dodge. Um, I'm just not sure. You know, we, we, we run the ball in situations, now we're going to spread them out and throw the ball with, with a minute to go, a minute and a half to go in the first half. You know, Again, we talked about halftime here today is homecoming here at Exeter. So we'll have a homecoming festivities. It'll be an extended halftime. And uh, we'll have an opportunity to talk about the District Three playoffs at halftime. and. Uh, Get your, your views on, on all of the teams in Berks County and where do you see them coming as we'll look into your crystal ball here, uh, your Halloween crystal ball as we go into the halftime to see what you uh, think about district playoffs. Hollis is still down the far sidelines here. Um, you know, he, he was looking for the ball on the pass, he was pushed out of bounds. You know, good play by the, the Governor Mifflin. Little boy Talon Bonetti.
2: Talon Bonetti, your mom is up in the press box waiting for you. Is that okay, Chris?
3: So do we have any updates of scores around the county right now? Yeah,
4: I do, Mike. Uh, Wilson starting to pull away from McCaskey. It's 27-6 in the second quarter. Daniel Boone up 14-0 on Muhlenberg, early second quarter. Conrad Weiser has moved out to a 21-7 lead over Hamburg. Wyatt missing, no surprise. 42-0 over Twin Valley. And Fleetwood, Schuylkill Valley, good game there. Looks like Fleetwood is leading 21-14. At the half, Kutztown trailing at halftime, 21 to 12 to
3: Susquehanna. So that gives the Berks County scoreboard here as we're in the first half. Uh, Hollis is back up as he limps across the field here. It's good to see that He's, he was down for a little time there, but glad to see him get up and, and, and come across the field here. And good sportsmanship on, on Miffin's side as, as as their players are are you know high five and slapping his hands, goes off the field as well as their coaches. So. We'll be back to live action here in a moment as uh, Exeter will have a second and 10 ball on the 33-yard line second
2: down and ten for the Eagles.
3: with one minute and 26 seconds to go. We'll see what they're gonna do here.
4: Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tough spot for Exeter. I mean, you're down 33 to seven. The game is almost out of reach, and, and you know, if you're not careful here, Mifflin can strike again.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. So Payne, in the gun, he's got Tudor's right. Nangle motions out of the backfield to the right. Little middle screen here. He's got Ty Yoakum. Ty Yoakum brought down by number three, Eden Johnson. Good
4: call there. Mifflin has really been rushing the pocket all night. Payne hasn't had much time. And a screen pass is perfect tonic for that.
3: So is gonna go to a hurry up offense. Back to the same formation, the double tight two flankers. Nangle angle in the backfield. Payne's gonna roll out to his right. Brought down by Trey Rock, who blitzed from his linebacker position there over the right side and tracked him down from behind. And it looks like Exeter's used their third and final timeout here of the half.
4: Trey Rock, again, lightning quick. They just haven't been able to stop him at all.
3: You know, we had a chance to see the Glassmeyer kid from Central York uh, week one second-team All-State linebacker and I gotta tell you I think Trey Rock is as physical and as fast as that Glassmeyer kid in what we saw week one here against the Panthers of Central York yeah I believe it he's played a great game so far
4: that's the thing people I hear about Governor Mifflin they know all about Nick Singleton Penn State recruit top running back in the nation all of that's true but there's a lot more to Governor Mifflin than just one player and um, And Trey Rock is showing you that tonight. Nate Goodman, the defensive end, has been all over the place. He's showing you that tonight. Aiden Martin.
3: Tyler Minnick, I mean, opening kickoff and then making plays as well um, on defense. So it's second and 11 for the Eagles. Ball on the 43-yard line. 106 to go. Strauss in motion from left to right. Payne back to pass. Looking deep. Throws it up for Strauss incomplete no flags there could have been offensive pass interference there but no flags i'll bring up a third down We're still over a minute to go here in the first half
4: yeah that ball could have been picked off eden johnson had a better read on it than uh, jr Strauss. um he's maybe a stride away from picking that ball off and terrific open field runner he could have he could have taken that
3: back absolutely absolutely so again we'll see what exeter does here they come back to a screen taking a while to get the play in here. Let's see what they do.
4: It's been a long minute 26 seconds since uh, that field goal. Again, Exeter, you know, they're almost at midfield. A couple of uh, quick first downs and then they can maybe throw the ball into the end zone at the end of the half.
3: Payne back to pass. Looks across the middle. Oh, broken up there. Nice play. By number two, it looked they like Trey, Trey Rock had a chance. Or was the 35? Aiden Martin. Not sure who got their hands on it.
4: That was uh, looked like number 35 for Martin. Yes, Aiden he, Martin. He, yeah. He, uh, I don't know that he could have come up with an interception there. But again, Trey uh, uh, Goodman there with a big hit on Colin Payne as he was throwing. Big
2: back deep for Mifflin. number 10, Mike So
3: Exeter will have to punt away here with 57 seconds go in the first half. Moser back to punt. Goodman will come off this edge again. Hosers punt to the right; they will sail out of bounds. And again, Mifflin has 50 seconds to go here, probably looking at just over 50 some yards. Let's see where they mark the ball.
4: Uh, that's plenty of time for them to score. So,
3: 59 yards away here is the ball spotted on their own 41-yard line. Uh, not sure again, kind of questioning what what extra was trying to do here at the end of the half. And now they've given the ball back with at least one timeout, if not two, uh, for Mifflin.
4: That's a 16-yard punt. I know you, you want to keep the ball away from Singleton, but you got to get more than 16 yards. I mean, this is great field position for, for Mifflin. Uh, they're, you know Again, they're one play away from the end zone.
3: And again, empty formation here. Johnson by himself in the gun. He's got three to his right, two to his left. Singleton in motion. It's gonna be Johnson up the middle. Stuck right there by number nine, Ty Yoakum.
4: Good read there by the Eagles. Uh, They put Singleton in motion, fake to him, but they uh, they stayed true to the ball carry, the quarterback.
3: Yeah, nice job by Kyle Lash there, number 51 of the Eagles, making a nice play. Gain of one on the play. It'll bring up second and nine, as we're under 25 seconds to go here in the first half. And it looks
4: like they're going to let the clock run out. They're not in a hurry here. They're not taking a timeout. So this is... Uh, well,
3: they might take a shot deep here. Let's see what they do. Oh. Now they do take the timeout. I don't know. timeout. Trey Rock has to lead the game probably for some type of equipment. So on film, they've shown where they toss the ball to Singleton, and he throws deep across the field. Now they're set up with twins to the field with Stewart and Martin so let's see what happens here
4: yeah nick likes to throw the ball season opener or, or second game last year he threw a touchdown pass against wilson
3: nope just going to run the dive 32 that should end the half and it does As we go to halftime, Governor Mifflin leads Exeter 33-7. It's been all one-sided for the most part here in the first half. We'll be back to recap the first half and talk about District 3 playoffs and the second half when we come right back after this break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
7: guys you want
5: Oxygen has all the products you need to reduce strain, improve ligament stability, and protect healing tissue. We will work with your orthopedic specialist to treat chronic pain, overuse injuries, sprains, strains, and arthritis. We also offer solutions for injury prevention, pre- and post-surgery treatment, and rehabilitation from the leading manufacturers in the field. No matter the brace you need, In-Home Oxygen offers low- and high-impact bracing solutions for everyday activities and sports. Our fit specialists can help you get back to your favorite activities today and experience a better quality of life. That's in-home oxygen and medical equipment on the web at inhomeoxygen.net.
1: Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. We have all the components to get you back to the health you need. Our primary care physicians and specialists see you soon. Our urgent care centers see you quickly. Our emergency room sees you now, and our on-demand app sees you anytime. Whether it's our primary care, urgent care, emergency care, or on-demand care, Penn State Health St. Joseph delivers the best care anywhere. Visit us on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. The arena's been shut. The ice has been melted. The stands have been empty. 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 But a new day has dawned. The lights are back on. The ice is frozen. The boys are back. It's time to get back to hockey. Your Running Royals and the ECHL are back at Santander Arena. The 2021-22 season starts on October 22nd. Get your tickets now. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge.
3: And we're back here at Exeter for our halftime observations. And again, uh, it doesn't take much to observe that, that Governor then came out, they established themselves early with the opening kickoff, running it back, and did not stop until halftime here. I was a little surprised to see them not try something here at the end of the half, uh, just run the ball off the dive with the backup fullback. But it's 33-7 at the half here, Mike. Uh, what are your thoughts? Well, it's, it's kind of what
4: I, I thought thought would happen. Uh, Mifflin is just a powerhouse team. I don't think anybody is going to be able to stop them this year. They have too many weapons. Uh, they played air-free football, a couple of penalties, which uh, they, they have the ability to overcome. Most teams don't, but, the, you know, a 5- or 10-yard penalty here and there doesn't seem to slow them down. And they've got Nick Singleton. You know, he's rushed for 160 yards, 9 carries. Now... Five of those went for one, uh, three yards or less. So Exeter, you know, has been competitive on most of those plays. But as Matt Bauer said earlier this week when I spoke to him, you know, it's tough to stop them for 60 or 70 straight plays. At some point, they're going to bust one, and Singleton's done it three times. He had a 38-yard run to set up the first touchdown, and a 64-yard touchdown run, a 43-yard touchdown run. I mean, the guy's a terrific football player. You know, I, th- I, I don't want Exeter fans or their players to feel terrible about themselves, perfect. even though this doesn't look good, because this happens <laughs> every week to every team that Mifflin
3: plays, uh, and, and I don't see it stopping. No, I agree with you. I, I think they roll through district three. I think they go into the state tournament, and again, I don't know if there's another class 5A team out there in the state that can run with these guys as far as what they have skill-wise. Their, their line does a nice job for them, but the skilled players, there's just so many, they're so deep, they do a great job of, of just hitting the hole hard in the in the dive game, the quarterbacks do a nice job, you know we saw a tight end running wide open down the field, um, who hasn't probably caught a ball all year, but was still wide open, so uh, I think you're right when you say that they will not be challenged uh, up until probably the late in the state tournament. Um, and actually, is was a good football team. This is just a buzzsaw they've run into.
4: And you know, It's not just the skill guys. The, the defensive front really is controlling this game. They have a freshman, Mike Ford. His dad, Mike, used to play at Reading High. Uh, terrific. He gets a great push up front. Uh, Nate Goodman has... Had an unbelievable game tonight at, at defensive end. I mean, he's. The, I haven't seen any of the other games right now. He's the leading candidate for alignment de- uh, of the week. You know, I, I pick alignment of the week every week and an offensive uh, player of the week. And uh, Nate has been terrific. Trey Rock has been terrific. But the, the whole front uh, four, front five on defense has been really good. They they list Braylon Stewart number seven as a as a D end, but we saw him line up at safety. Uh, yeah, I think he's more of an outside linebacker. But uh, you know they can do a lot of different things with their defense.
3: Yeah, and you make a point there. Like there's number seven. You know uh, Braylon Stewart, who, who we've seen all over the place playing different positions, and that is the 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 ability that Milton has in their skilled people. He's playing split end, he's playing the slot, defense. Uh, we, we've seen Trey Rock make at least three or four tackles behind the line of scrimmage, whether it's a sack or just a running play, just coming through from his linebacker position and just doing an outstanding job. You mentioned Nate Goodman who blocks a punt down here in the end zone for a safety. You know They're getting contributions from all over the place, up front, in the secondary, in the running game, and then the offensive line is doing a nice job as well.
4: Well, you know, I'll give this to Exeter. I think Exeter's defensive front has played Mifflin evenly. Next, Cameron, Tommy, um, uh, Lucas just had come in and made some big plays. Kyle Lash, and, and of course, Ty Yoakum's had several really nice sticks on Singleton. So, you know, it's been kind of like a 50-50 battle uh, when Mifflin's had the ball. But the problem is uh, the, the 50% you lose. Singleton can take it to the house. It's not like you're just giving up a a 7 or 8 or 10-yard run. He goes for 60 yards.
3: Yeah, and and you talk about the the lines uh, even themselves out. It's the skill positions. You know, you talk about, you know, Nick Singleton's a freak, you know, and, and you, you talk to people all the time and people talk about, oh, this kid could be a D1, you know a freak when you see a freak. Uh, Nick Singleton is, is the number one ranked running back in the country, and we've seen that now for five, six weeks here in Berks County. We saw it all last year as well as he progressed to where he is now but he's a young man who does an outstanding job of of running through tacklers, running around tacklers, running by tacklers. He's just different than everyone else you're going to see. That weapon alone makes everyone else better because you have to focus on that before anything else. It's just so incredible to be able to really have the privilege to watch a player
4: like that because, you know, on you, you know, Saturday afternoons you put on college games and you see these awesome college players and you think, wow, where did that guy come from? Well, this guy comes from running Pennsylvania. Nick Singleton is as good a football player as, as there is in the country, and uh, I don't think we've ever been able to say that. We've had some great players. You know, Alex Anzalone, of course, is in the NFL now, was one of the best players in the country, but he wasn't the best linebacker in the country. Michael Bennett had an awesome career here at Exeter. I don't think he was ever anybody's number one linemen in the country uh you know you can go back through the years and we've had a lot of great players guys end up in the nfl ross tucker and john gilmore chad henney of course now chad was one of the best quarterbacks in the country but i don't think he was number one or even maybe a top 10 guy but we're looking at a even to call him a generational talent isn't is it correct because that that means that in another 20 years we'll see a
3: guy like this we may never see a guy this good. And you're right. And, and what he does and what he brings to Mifflin in all aspects, special teams, offense, defense, again, he makes all those units better. And, and they've got a lot of really good players over there. You know, we, we, we've talked about him all night long here, but, you know, Trey Rock would be a stud linebacker on any team across the state. And so, again, to see him play tonight, I, I'm very impressed with him as well. Right, there are, uh, I mentioned before, there are a lot of really good parts. I would
4: love to see uh, Jeff Lang, just like, you know, give, give Nick a week off and to see what this Mifflin team looks like without him and they would still be a very good team. Now, obviously, he makes everybody better because defenses have to, you know, gear up to stop him and that opens up so many uh, different holes. But the point is, they could still be a playoff team, you know, if Nick had decided to say opt out
3: of his senior year and just go right to Penn State. You know, I, I go back to watching the film against them against Wilson Tonight. I think he carried the ball six, seven times in the first half, and it was 28-0 the first quarter. And it wasn't him who was scoring the points, it was other people. So you're right, I mean, they have weapons all over, whether it's their tight ends, their fullbacks, their quarterback, their their slot back. Again, we talk about what we're gonna see next year from Aiden Martin. You know, we look next year at, at, at Aiden Martin, and we're gonna see a dynamic player who we just don't see it right now because he just has to wait his turn. Uh, I, I wrote a story
4: earlier this week about Nick Singleton is going to skip his uh, spring semester at Mifflin. He's going to enroll at Penn State in January, as many of the top players, uh, the four and five-chip uh, players, you know, do that now. That's been the trend for the last decade or so. And he's going to be on campus. He's going to be in class. He's going to be able to practice uh, with the Nittany Lions. He's probably going to be in the blue-white game in the spring. And that's going to give us a good indication of uh, what kind of impact he can make As a freshman, and I've had somebody tell me not too long ago, a good source, somebody that knows, and
3: they said Nick is going to be the starting running back at Penn State next year. Think about that. That's incredible. That really is. So we're about six and a half minutes away from the start of the third quarter here. We're going to step away. We're going to come back and talk about District 3 playoffs and where Berks County teams are going to be here in a few weeks. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
1: Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. Our emergency room in Burn Township seeing you now, some wellness needs. Whether it be our primary care and specialists throughout the region seeing you soon, our urgent care centers in Muhlenberg, Maiden Creek, and Town seeing you quickly, our emergency room in Burn Township seeing you now, or our on demand app, walk in lab, mammography, and imaging services seeing you anytime. We're ready when you need us. We'll get you back to the health you need to live the way you want. Visit thefutureofhealthcare.org to learn more.
6: Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A Teenager Learning the Lingo.
5: Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying, That's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case.
6: You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um rad just the same to learn more visit adoptuskids.org. a public service announcement brought to you by the u.s. department of health and human services adopt us kids and the ad council
3: and we're back here to riften we've got about four and a half minutes left here in halftime it's 33 7 governor mifflin over our exeter eagles um, Mike, you had some stats here you want to go over here for the first half.
7: I
4: do. I mean, I don't think Exeter fans really want to hear too much of this <laughs> because they're, they're not good. But total yards, Mifflin with a 207 to 123 advantage, and, and that, that's pretty deceiving. It really is. Um, Nick Singleton, that's the key guy. 160 yards, 9 carries for him. He's had the bulk of the Mifflin offense. Uh, Eric Nangle, 10 carries, 37 yards. He leads Exeter. And uh, the big play for the Eagles, of course, that 58-yard uh, fourth down pass from Colin Payne to Joey Schlaffer. So, as we looked around the county, what were some of the scores we
3: had here at halftime uh, throughout Berks
4: County? Right, looks like almost, uh, yeah, now Wilson just went to half, so everything is a halftime score. Uh, Wilson leading McCaskey 41-12. 40, to uh, 12. Uh, Berks Catholic up 35-0 over Reading High at the half. It's Daniel Boone, 28, Muhlenberg, 0. Conrad Weiser, 28, Hamburg, 7. missing 42, Twin Valley, 0. Uh, not too many close games tonight. Now, here's, here's one that's competitive. Fleetwood, 21, Schuylkill Valley, 14. Schuylkill Valley had to lead in that game. The Tigers came back. Uh, also at halftime, Susquehannock, 21, Kutztown, 12 and in the pack, Boyertown has a lead. This is a, That could be an upset there. Um, i mean it's a pretty good ball club. Boyertown leading 14-3 at the half.
3: That updates everyone here on halftime scores and third quarter scores around the county. We're gonna step away and bring you back to the second half here on the Exeter Sports Network.
5: Oxygen has all the products you need to reduce strain, improve ligament stability, and protect healing tissue. We will work with your orthopedic specialist to treat chronic pain, overuse injuries, sprains, strains, and arthritis. We also offer solutions for injury prevention, pre- and post-surgery treatment, and rehabilitation from the leading manufacturers in the field. No matter the brace you need, Oxygen offers low and high-impact bracing solutions for everyday activities and sports. Our fit specialists can help you get back to your favorite activities today and experience a better quality of life. That's InHomeOxygen.com. Home Oxygen and Medical Equipment on the web at inhomeoxygen.net.
0: Seasons Cafe in Flying Hill scratches your gourmet hitch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamod, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a trip advisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. that Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills set. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. It's the Exeter Sports Network.
3: And we're back here at Exeter Senior High School. You know, Mike, we, we would, if I had said to you starting the game, Mifflin's gonna score three offensive touchdowns in the first half. You would think, all right, th- there's a chance here. When you throw in a special teams touchdown, a block punt, and a field goal, it takes everything right out of whack. It does. Uh, you know, I was thinking of two years ago at
4: Mifflin, uh, Mustangs were up 33 to seven, am I right? was it the right score and Exeter came back and made it a ball game, it ended up 33-27. Exeter was driving, had the ball down inside about the 20 and, and couldn't quite punch it in, but they did come back. Now, you know, circumstances are a little bit different. This is a much better Governor Milton team. I don't want to lead anybody astray or give you false hopes or anything.
3: But, I mean, it's it's possible, It's the game is not over. Well, we'll see where this first drive goes offensively for the Eagles. Uh, they should be getting the ball here. Uh, they deferred to start the game, so they're getting the ball here. If they come out and score, okay, maybe I'll buy into your your uh, thinking there. But uh, I need to see a little bit more at this point before I I'm going to put my horse onto that wagon. But anyhow, you know, I think one of the things you have to look at here for Exeter is if, if I'm doing anything right now, I'm knowing I'm preparing because right now every week from this point on for Exeter they lose this game is a playoff game they're not going to make the playoffs being six and four they've got burks catholic next week they have got to start putting themselves into a playoff mindset that's what my talk would have been at halftime i don't care what the score is here we are getting ready to be a playoff football team from next week from this half until the season's over yeah but can
4: you tell your guys that at halftime like i said the game's not over do you want them to start thinking about next week yet uh, you know, you don't want to waste this half because strange things can happen. The ball bounces funny. You got to at least
3: come out here, and give it a, give it a couple series, see what you, see right. What, can what do. I'm saying is, I believe the playoffs start right now for Exeter oh, okay. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I think your mindset has to be right now. We we've got to go out, go out, and win the half, win this half, and, and let's see where it takes us. But again, I can't afford any losses going past this half. Right. A- and I think extra can win
4: out. Uh, Berks can, you know, Burks half going to give him a good a good. The challenge. Uh, I don't know that BC has the the, uh, the line play that Exeter does. They certainly have the weapons that they can match Exeter with their offensive uh, weapons with uh, sure, Chris, yeah, Christian and, yeah. and JJ. Uh, sure, uh, you know, is a terrific player, and, and their Mitchell Gatz has played well for them at quarterback, but. Um, uh, but still extra can finish 7-3 even at 6-4 and four, I think they're going to get into the playoffs now you don't want to come in as, as the number
3: 12-13 seed you definitely don't want to be the number 14 seed because you know where you're going to open up there well I, I disagree 14 puts you in the bottom bracket you know i don't want to be 12 or 13 i don't want to be eight or nine because if 14 teams go one gets a bye Uh, i want to be seven six three i'll even take 14 if i think i'm the second best team in the tournament i'll take 14 and i'll I'll go and play a spring grove or a manheim central or even a shippensburg again I, i you know we'll see what happens but the york adams league i'm not as impressed with and Things of that nature, so so Jackson Schools tees it up here as we start the second half. He kind of onside kicks in, it's up in the air, knocked down, rolling around, and it looks like Mifflin's gonna recover yep. the onside kick to start the second half. Tyler Minnick, the guy who returned the opening kickoff kick off our touchdown, he recovers an onside, onside kick. And so there you have it. We just talked about all the different things. You've got to be prepared. Miffin, again, not taking their foot off the gas pedal here. Onside kicking to start the second half. Great call by them. And now they have the ball on the 30-yard line going in. First play here of the second half. Now, you know, if you're in the
4: stands here on the Exeter side, you're thinking, what are they trying to rub it in here? But, you know, you need to work on things, and that's a play they We're may need in late November, NFL early December uh, when the when they're up against a close a close, uh, close teams. game or maybe even trailing. So you need to keep playing. You need to keep working on everything
3: you have in your playbook. You know, I'm a big believer, and if I'm not stopping trying to score, why should the other team? And so here we go. Miffin. Brings Johnson under center. Rock and Singleton in the backfield. They give us a rock over the left side. He's carrying tackles along. Gets it out to about down to about the 16-yard line. Brought down by Joey Schlaffer. So a nice start to the half here for Mifflin. As the first half started, so does the second half. Big play on special teams and Mifflin driving the ball right away. Trey,
4: Trey Rock had a real 16, challenge this year nine. taking over at fullback for Brandon Strausser, who was an All-State player. Brandon scored four touchdowns in that
3: state semifinal last year, but but Rock has really done a good job for them. I think he's actually a bigger body too, so he he brings a little more pop to him. Toss here to Singleton over the right side. Runs through tackles. Finally tackled by Yokum and Strauss, but not before he gets down inside the 10, bringing up second and two, second and one for Governor Mifflin. Hi, Yokum again in the middle of it. He really threw his body at Nick
4: Singleton, and, and Nick dragged him for a couple of yards. Two. That's quite a matchup when you see those two guys go head to head. Absolutely, two bulls. And we saw an interesting matchup earlier when uh, Singleton was at corner trying to uh, defend uh, Joey
3: Sloffer. Here's that overset again to the right. Toss here to Singleton. Singleton dives across the goal line, he's in for the score. Nice move
4: there, followed his blockers, very patient, Uh, saw a little opening to the inside, he cut
3: back and and finds the end zone. A little seven yard, a little toss over the right to Singleton, seven yard touchdown run, and Mifflin picks up right where they left off in the first half, uh, putting points on the scoreboard. As they take a 39 to nothing, a 39 to seven lead here as we're a minute and 20 seconds into the second half. That
4: is three touchdowns tonight for Nick Singleton, 64-43,
3: and now eight yards. School's kick is up, and it is good. And the the score runs now to to 40-7. Governor Mifflin over Exeter, as we're one minute and 20 seconds into the second half here. We'll be back with more third-quarter action right after this. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
5: In Home Oxygen has all the products you need to reduce strain, improve ligament stability and protect healing tissue. We will work with your orthopedic specialist to treat chronic pain, overuse injuries, sprains, strains and arthritis. We also offer solutions for injury prevention, pre and post surgery treatment and rehabilitation from the leading manufacturers in the field. No matter the brace you need, In Home Oxygen offers low and high impact bracing solutions for everyday activities and sports. Our fit specialist can help you get back to your favorite activities today and experience a better quality of life. That's that's in home oxygen and medical equipment on the web at inhomeoxygen.net.
3: And we're back here to Exeter Senior High School with Governor Mifflin extending the lead to 40 to 7 over the Eagles. Jackson Schools tease it up one more time again for Governor Mifflin. Um, you know, I'd be interested to ask Jeff Lang after the game if that was an onside kick to start the half because they've been squibbing the ball. Let's see what kind of quick kick we get here. Again, I, I think it was just a squid that might have been mishit and it just was fortunate to bounce how they got it. Woody takes the ball from his own 25-yard line. Gets it out to about the 40.
2: Brought down by number eight,
7: Delson McNeil. Well, that's the
4: thing when you squib the ball like that, you're right. It may, it may not be intended as an onside kick, but you know, if you get the right hop with that crazy shaped football, it can go anywhere. And uh, it's not easy to uh, to catch when it hits the ground in, a, in, in an angle like that, it gets a little spin, it could go anywhere.
3: Now, if I'm lying, I say, yeah, we onside kick just to put it out there so, so, so other teams know. But Exeter comes up with pain in the gun, uh, in the eye. Looks like there's offsides yeah. on the right hand side. Let's we're gonna get offsides in the Eagles here. Mark it back five yards.
2: Five yard penalty.
3: So not the half Exeter was looking to start with here in the second half as well. You know, Mike, you mentioned
4: the district playoffs and, and you know, the tough thing for Exeter is if they have hopes of, th- of doing something in the playoffs, at some point they're gonna run into Governor Mifflin again.
3: Absolutely. And, and the thing is, everyone's going to run into government for at <laughs> well, some point. Well, yeah, so. I <laughs> mean,
4: if, if you're in 5A, but if you're lucky enough to be in 4A like Burks Catholic or 3A like Missing, you don't have to worry about this team. But uh, you an a- anybody in 5A, uh, you know, should not be making extended uh, plans or reservations to show up at Hershey in early December for the uh, state championship game
3: because... Uh, I think Mifflin's got reservations there. Yeah, and I think Mifflin's probably as good as any 6A team out there as well. You know, I know they're ranked in the top five in the state overall, but when you have the talent that they have, and again, I think Mifflin is one of the best team uh, energy type of teams out there. I think the school district does a great job. They've got great support from the student body. I, I've always said I think Mifflin does a great job. I think Burks Catholic does a very good job, too, of, of their fans and their people being involved in the programs. But, uh, you know, you look at the Mifflins, Wilsons, Why Missings, obviously, and Burks Catholics. I think their support is just phenomenal, and I think it helps the programs. I think it makes their sports teams better.
4: And I think you get great support here at Exeter too, with your booster clubs and your fans and your, your band and ev- everybody. There's a great atmosphere here at Don Thomas Stadium. They did a beautiful job renovating this about uh, 10, 15 years ago, and um, uh, you know, always a fun, fun time to come down here and watch some football.
3: So we're back to live action. As Exeter's going to go under center, it's going to be first and 15, ball on the 35-yard line. Payne again, under center, in the eye. Give us an angle over the left side. Brought down there by number 87. 87.
2: 87. Brought down by 87, that's in Washington.
3: That's Washington for Mifflin. And so, minimal gain there, maybe gain of three. It'll bring up second and 12 for the Eagles.
4: Be nice to see uh, Exeter
3: take a shot to Schlaffer here at some point. Unbound set here for the Eagles. Payne back to pass. Looking down the middle. It's intercepted. Oh, no, broke it up. Looked like it was going to be intercepted there. Payne's by Stewart. Oh, no, nope, by Johnson. But... uh. J.R. Strauss turned into the, the defensive player there and knocked Johnson. the ball out, saving the third interception. Long for Exeter. Yeah, Payne was throwing
4: into a crowd there. That, that looked like a dangerous play and he, and he was throwing off his back foot. Again, pressured, you know, he hasn't had a chance to, to, to drop back and, and throw from the pocket
3: yet tonight. You know, I, I agree with what you said earlier in the game. If we are going to throw here at Exeter tonight, I'd roll him out, get him out of the pocket. So third and long here, third and 12, Payne in the gun. Dangle to his right, Payne drops straight back, screen to the right. Yochum has the ball, Cross midfield to the 40. Knocked out of bounds and around the 32 yard line. They'll give him the 31.
4: Another nice call there by Exeter. Mifflin is not ready for that again. That's twice they've run the screen. They've gotten two nice gains out of
3: it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, that, That's a play that extends this drive and, and actually, Keeps Smith's offense off the field. And a good job by Exeter there. Nice play set up. You know, third and long, they hit Yoakam. Yoakam gets it across all the way down to the 31 yard line. First and 10 for the Eagles. Um, Exeter's got to continue just keep working here. That was a 31 yard gain by Ty Yoakam. And Exeter back into the eye, double tight ends. Gives us an angle to the left side.
2: The 23, Eric Nangle on the carry. Brought down by 59, Michael Ford.
7: 17.
3: So Exeter going a little bit of a power play there, a little iso out of the backfield. Yokum leading up on the backer, trying to get a helmet on Trey Rock. And uh, that'll bring up second and six for the Eagles. The Ball spotted C- just outside the 27-yard line. <laughs> so Exeter back in the eye. Offbound, bounce, set to the right. Faked an angle, Payne back to pass. Fires across the middle. Intended for Joey Schlaffer. On the coverage was Aiden Martin for the Mustangs. He knocks it down. it bring up third and six. Or, yeah, third and six for the Eagles.
4: Interesting matchup there. Two uh, future Division I players, and Martin uh, had perfect position on the inside there and able to knock that ball down.
3: Yeah, nice ball by Payne. On that little post route for uh, Schlaffer down the middle. But you said Aiden Martin, great position, knocked it down and uh, bringing up third and six for the Eagles.
4: He's such an athlete. You know, he
3: can make plays for you at any place on the field. So Exeter back out, two tight end set, paint of the gun, Nangle an behind him in the pistol, Schlaffer to the right, Schmidt to the left, gives Nangle an up the middle. Breaks one tackle, breaks the second tackle, he's into the secondary, to the 10, to the five, down to the five, inside to the five-yard line, down to the two. Nice job by Eric Nangle, breaking a number of tackles. Jump cutting to his left around the 10 and getting down to about the two or three-yard line. The ball spotted on the three yard line for the Eagles. It'll be first and goal. Exeter back in their two tight end set in the eye. Payne under center. He's got Yokum and Angle behind him in the eye. They give us to Yokum on the right side. He's met by Trey Rock, barrels ahead. He ran right through Trey Rock, knocked his helmet right off and got the ball down to the one yard line. Down by Trey, Rock. Trey Rock will have to leave the game here. His helmet popped off.
2: Second down and goal from
3: the two. Like once again, Trey Rock just feeling from his linebacker position, doing a great job. I would not be surprised to go back to the same play again. Payne walks it out to the line, under center, gives the yoke over to the left side. Met by one man, dives in and he's in for the score. Touchdown, Ty Yoakum, a two-yard plunge over the left side. Got hit at the line of scrimmage and kept going there, Mike, to get into the end zone.
4: Well, he's your fourth down guy, fourth and goal, fourth and short. I think last year he was not stopped once in those situations, and he showed why right there. When you could do that against Governor Mifflin, you're, you are a, a uh, proven
3: commodity there on fourth down. Absolutely. So are on the board for the second time tonight as Mikey Moser will tee it up here for the extra point out of the hold of Carter Redding. Snap is handled, the ball is teed down, and the kick is good. And so it's 7.50 to go here in the third quarter. Exeter on the board, and the score is 14 to 40, Governor Mifflin. We'll be right back with more third quarter action. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. and we're back here to Exeter, as Ty Yoakum has scored for the second time this evening on a two-yard run. Teeing up for Exeter, number 10, Mikey Moser. They approach the line. That was an eight-play,
4: 60-yard drive for the Eagles. Two big plays. Uh, Ty Yoakum with the 31-yard uh, catch and run on a screen pass, and Eric Nangle, 25-yard run down to the uh,
3: three-yard line. So Moser squibs went down the field taken there, looks like Aiden Johnson, or Aiden Martin, sorry, he's over the left side. Finally tackled by Carter Redding, it looks like, number 11, the freshman for the Eagles, but not before Martin gets it out to the 47-yard line.
2: will take over.
4: Couple of nice scoring drives for Exeter tonight, and, and not many teams have done that against Smithland, so that, you know, like you said, looking ahead to next week, they've got something to, to build on.
3: Absolutely, and you gotta find positives here in the second half. If you're the Exeter coaching staff, you gotta start finding positives that you can put on film to your guys next week so they can see it, to get them ready for that Burks Catholic game. So here we are, Johnson, gives singles are over the left side, flags on the field, tackled out of bounds by Joey Schlaffer, Enough yards for the first down, but we've got flags here in the area where it's normally holding on the offensive line.
4: Yeah, he he had a nice, uh, somebody said a nice edge for him, but as soon as he got past the line, we saw that flag flying.
2: Holding called against Governor Riffin.
4: Marked right about the line of scrimmage, so it's going to be about first and 20, maybe first and. 21, yep, falls at the 37.
3: So it'll be first and 20 for the Mustangs. As we're just under seven and a half minutes ago here in the third quarter. A lot of activity already this third quarter for both sides. Mifflin comes out with twin receivers to the right in Stewart and Martin. Johnson in the gun. He's got Singleton next to him. The give is to Singleton over the left side. He's met in the backfield, and a nice job by the Eagles defense the there. Backfield. Looked like number 32, Richie Karstein, from his defensive end position, making the tackle there.
2: We're out down by number nine, Ty Yocum, and number 32, Richie Karstein.
4: No gain there. Delson uh, uh, McNeil's in at quarterback now for Mifflin.
3: And they've played both him and Johnson almost all year long at quarterback. Uh, You
4: know, they basically put McNeil in there to give Johnson a a break because Johnson's a full-time defensive player. And uh, and McNeil
3: has has proven he can handle the job. So rolling out here, looking for Singleton down the middle. He's complete. Tackled there by number three, Andrew Miller, but they they <laughs> sweeped out Singleton out of the backfield, down the seam, and McNeil hit him, brought down the extra 43-yard line. First down for Mifflin.
4: 20-yard gain there. Yeah, they don't lose much at all when they bring McNeil in. I mean, he's uh, as good or probably maybe as good or better of a passer, and uh, he's a good runner in his own right. I mean, next year when Johnson leaves, Mifflin will be set up very well at quarterback once
3: again. He's got a lot of playing time this year, so that can only help him for next season as well. So, first and ten here for Governor Mifflin. Ball on the Exeter 43 yard line. <laughs> Mifflin lines up. Give up the middle to Rock. Gain of four on the play. Trey Rock over to the left side. be second and six for the Mustangs, as we're under five and a half minutes to go here in the third quarter.
4: It's great to have the luxury of having a, a second quarterback that talented, who you can put into even a close game, and you're not going to lose anything because you never know what's going to happen, especially in this era of COVID. You get to the playoffs, maybe your starting quarterback can't play.
3: Again, rock over the right side this time. Gain a two or three. It'll bring up third down for Governor Mifflin here.
2: And number 62,
3: Anthony Conchesey. So we're looking at third and three. Ball spotted just outside the 35-yard line for the Eagles. You know, Mifflin just moving the chains here now, trying to run the clock down, looks like. If yeah, they score
4: here, this'll probably be it for the uh, first unit offense.
3: So McNeil in the gun. He's got Martin to his left. It's gonna be McNeil on the run. Stuffed there by the J.R. Strauss, I believe. Stopped
2: short in the line of scrimmage by number 51, yep. Kyle Lash.
3: That was J.R. Strauss from his linebacker position. we got a really nice play there. Bring up fourth down, fourth and four. There,
2: fourth down and three, attention fans. Please report to the press box. Your mom is waiting.
3: So Mifflin has another fourth down here. Fourth and four. Ball spotted just outside the 37-yard line. Well, I think they're two for
4: two on fourth downs tonight.
3: So McNeil under center. He's got rock in the eye. Pitch here. Outside Singleton. Met by Joven Hollis. And... Halange, nice job by the Eagles de- de- defense there. Joven Hall is coming up from his outside linebacker, strong safe position, and, and they get off the field. Nice job by the Eagles defense. We talked about finding positives. There's a positive they can show this week. That was a big hit on Nick Singleton. Not many people do that. So Exeter will take over on downs here. Ball on their own 37-yard line, first and 10 for the Eagles. So Payne brings the offense out. He's got Strauss tight end left, Yokum tight end right, an angle in the eye behind him. Give us an angle over the left side. Breaks one tackle. Finally brought down there by number three Eden Johnson. You're gonna give him four yards here. Put it out to the 41 yard line. It'll be second and six for the Eagles. So I don't know how often you've seen Nangle run this year, but I I think he's a really good running back. And I know Nick Sillings the best back everywhere, but Eric Nangle's a very talented running back. And here he gets a toss here to the right side. Breaks one tackle, falls ahead to the Mifflin 45-yard line. Looks like a flag came out late, so let's see what happens. So flag came out late, looks like they're gonna get a holding call here. Well they're marking off already though, I'll tell you, I don't even know if the referee showed what the penalty was, but holding on the Eagles, marks it back, still be second down here.
4: So Nangle gets credit for a nine-yard run there, 10-yard penalty, and we're looking at
3: uh, uh, second and seven now. Pretty much the situation we were just in before the play started. Strauss goes in motion left to right, looking for him in the flat, throw down the middle, caught by Schlaffer, he's tackled on a 43-yard line. Brought down there by Aiden Martin. Nice throw there, right on the money. Again, hitting on that little skinny post, moving the chains, so again, positive things to keep picking up here for Exeter as we get under two and a half minutes to go in the third quarter.
4: Good coverage there by Aiden Martin, and uh, the pass was just perfect by Colin Payne, put it right in Joey Schlaffer's hands.
3: So Payne brings Eagles out, double tight end set, Schlaffer to the right, Schmidt split to the left, in the pistol formation behind the quarterback. A Little boot action here. rolling to his left, fires. Incomplete, looking for Joey Schlaffer across in the middle. That'll bring up second and 10 for the Eagles. Well, we talked about getting pain out of the pocket, and there's an example of getting him out of the pocket, giving a chance to throw on the run. Not having such a, a, a closed-in pocket to throw from. Mifflin has an injured player down. It looks like number 25, Lamage Northen. Eric Nangle, 82 yards rushing tonight, 15 carries. So we'll step away here as, as, as an injured player uh, for Governor Mifflin. 2 0 to go here in the third quarter. Memphis Leafs 40-14 over the Eagles. And you're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
1: The arena's been shut. The ice has been melted. The stands have been empty. 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 But a new day has dawned. The lights are back on. The ice is frozen. The boys are back. It's time to get back to hockey. Your running Royals and the ECHL are back at Santander Arena. The 2021-22 season starts on October 22nd. Get your tickets now. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge.
3: And we're back here to Exeter. Uh, The injured player, number 25, Northam. Looks like he cramped up. He's walking off on his own power, so that's great to see. Uh, We've got second and 10 here for the Eagles. 2-0-1 to go here in the third quarter, and Exeter has the ball across the the 50-yard stripe as we're looking to drive the ball down here. Hopefully put another score in for the Eagles, which would certainly make this game look look a lot closer than it truly is. So Payne comes back out. He's in the gun. He's got an angle behind him in the pistol. Double tight end set, Strauss and Yokum. Flags. Look like our left end jumped off sides. That'll bring up second and fifteen for the Eagles. Put the ball back on the fifty-eight yard line, or the forty-eight yard line. That's the one area I think Extra really needs to clean up going forward is their discipline with penalties. So pain in the gun. Gives us to an Nangle over the left side. Spins around one tackle, tripped up, lost a two on the play. That'll bring up third and fifteen.
2: Carried okay, by Nangle, an stopped in the backfield, third down and long.
3: So we talked about Exeter next week going to uh, Burke's Catholic. Burke's Catholic now has a lead over Reading High, 42 to six in the third quarter. Exeter comes back up, third and 17, ball spotted on their side of the 50-yard line. Double tight end set again. Payne in the gun, Nangle behind him in the pistol. Play action, blitz comes off the edge. Payne steps up, he fumbles the ball, it's on the ground. Looks like it's recovered by the Eagles, Eric Nangle.
2: Fumble on the play is recovered by Loss of
3: five yards, that'll bring up fourth and 22 for the Eagles. as we're under a minute here with a running clock in the third
4: quarter. Nate Goodman again in on the
3: sack and a forced fumble. He's done a lot of good things tonight for the Mustangs from his defense position, from his offensive tackle position, and on special teams. And Exeter does not look like they're gonna punt here unless they have a quick kick. Uh, Fourth and 22. This is just throw it deep, let's see what happens. There's the throw out there to Schlaffer. And he makes the catch for the first down. And there's Joey Schlaffer, one-on-one against Aiden Martin, making a very nice catch. know we talked about Aiden Martin's coverage before, there's Joey Schlaffer coming back and and making a nice play on the ball, on a nice ball by Colin Payne. Um, 25-yard gain there, Mike. Yep, that'll put the ball first and 10 for the Eagles. Ball spotted now on the 29 yard line. And this will probably end the quarter for us here. I don't think Exeter will get this off. So we'll step away here at the end of the third quarter. Exeter 14, Governor Mifflin 40. We'll be back with all fourth quarter action as we head into this break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
1: Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. We have all the components to get you back to the health you need. Our primary care physicians and specialists see you soon. Our urgent care centers see you quickly. Our emergency room sees you now and our on-demand app sees you anytime. Whether it's our primary care, urgent care, emergency care, or on-demand care, Penn State Health St. Joseph delivers the best care anywhere. Visit us on the web at
3: thefutureofhealthcare.org. And we're back here for fourth-quarter action at Exeter, as it's first and ten, ball spotted on the 29-yard line. You know, one of the things we talked about at halftime, Mike, was Exeter's got to come out and try and win this half, get going for the second second portion of their season here as they go to Blessed Catholic next week. They tied that third quarter 7-7, so that's a great step forward for the Eagles. Lexer's ball, first and 10, 29 yard line. Payne in the gun, he's got Joachim to his right, nangled behind him, Schlaffer split out to the left. Payne fakes a toss to nangle, looking for Schlaffer in the middle, complete to Joey Schlaffer again against Aiden Martin. First down again for the Eagles, as they're inside the 15 yard line with a first and 10 for the Eagles.
4: Aiden Martin just draped all over Joey Schlaffer, but you know when you're giving up nine inches like that, there's only so much you can do. Well, I'm glad we have the extra nine inches there.
7: <laughs>
3: that's five catches for Joey Schlaffer tonight, about 120 receiving yards. This is probably his biggest night catching the ball without a score, but it's probably his biggest night, so that's good to see for Joey Schlaffer. First and ten for the Eagles, painting the gun. Now he tosses Nangle over the right side. Breaks one tackle, breaks the second tackle, breaks the third tackle, stays on his feet. He's inside the five. He ran through five Governor Mifflin Mustangs, including Trey Rock on his way to inside the five yard line. What a nice run by Eric Nangle. He actually knocked Trey Rock's helmet off again, but I don't know if anybody else saw it. Here's a score from one of our sister companies. Boyertown 28, Methacton three, early in the fourth quarter. That's a nice score for Boyertown there. That's a nice game if they can pull off that win and stay and hold on to that lead. So Exeter's second one, ball just inside the five yard line. Payne brings out the Eagles in the eye, he's under center. He's got Yokum and Nangle behind him. They give us Nangle an over the right side, he follows Yokum, and he is in for the score. Touchdown Exeter, Eric Nangle, five yard run for the Eagles. And again, positive things happening here for Exeter as they take it 40 to 20 now with Mikey Moser attempting the extra point to make Mikey it 40 one, to 21. One. <laughs> so out of the hole already running the kick is up and it is good and Exeter with 10.33 to go here in the game has made a 19 point game 21 to 40 nice drive for the Eagles there as we go into break we'll be right back you're listening to the Exeter Sports Network
5: In-Home Oxygen and Medical Equipment are Berks County's foremost sleep apnea equipment specialists. We have a full line of CPAP and BiPAP supplies, including the area's largest variety of machine masks and cushions. Respiratory specialists are on staff to assure proper fitting and explanation of sleep apnea devices. We accept the most insurance companies of any provider in the area. In-Home Oxygen at 103 Lancaster Avenue in Reading. Call 610-929-2004. In-Home Oxygen. And we're back here to Exeter after Eric
3: Nangle plunges in from the five yard line to make it 21 to 40. Mikey Moser has it teed up here on the 40 yard line. He's about to kick off here in the fourth quarter. Mifflin anticipating the onside kick, has eight guys up at the line of scrimmage. Once again, Mifflin has just ran across the 50 yard line. They're still offsides right now. They're offsides right now. 17 is standing on the 50 yard line, that's illegal. But again, who knows, here's the kick. Down the middle of the field. Taken there by number eight, McNeil. He makes one man miss, he's out across the 20. Finally tackled there by number three, Andrew Miller.
2: Brought down by number three, Andrew Miller.
3: So the other McNeil brings the ball out to the 30 yard line where Mifflin will take over first and 10 with 10.26 to go here in the ball game. So a couple things Exeter's done well here in the second half. Uh, third quarter, they matched the scoring with Mifflin, and they took the first score here in the fourth quarter. So nice things there for them to build on throughout this week as they head into Boy- uh, to uh, uh, Burks Catholic.
4: Well, they haven't given up, and
3: they've stuck <laughs> to what they do best. Absolutely. Johnson hands off over the right side to Rock. He barrels ahead for a nice gain. Give him six, make it second and four.
2: Brought down by number 84, Joe Schlaffer. And number 9, Ty Ocum. Second down and four.
3: So Mifflin's going to spread out here. They're going to go three receivers to the left. They put Singleton in the slot as the middle receiver. Martin as the number three receiver. Rock in the backfield. give us to Rock over the right side. He barrels ahead for a first down. Brought down there by number 86, Joey Reedy.
2: Stopped by number 18, J.R. Strauss. Number 86, Joey Reedy. It'll be just short of a... And it will be a first down for Governor Mifflin.
3: So again, they go to this three receiver set, trips to the left. Of Johnson, rock is the high back single back. Johnson's going to keep it.
2: On the carry,
3: brought down by brought Lucas, Lucas Pelange at number seven. Kellen Boyer 10, gain Kevin of four. It'll be second and six. Mifflin's Mifflin showing a lot of different formations.
4: Uh, this is for their future opponents who watch this film. And we're getting close to the playoff time where uh, some of their playoff opponents are gonna be looking at this film as well and
3: they're gonna giving giving defensive coordinators a lot of extra work. So back into the eye. Johnson tosses here to Seelton over to the left side. Hit once by Joey Reedy. Holding on, Lucas Palange, nice tackle by Lucas Palange. Gain a one on the play. But, uh, again, the Exeter interior has done a nice job all night in, in bottling up the Mifflin running backs. Um, here we have a third and six now for Governor Mifflin.
4: Again, no gain there for Nick Singleton. That's each of his last three carries. Exeter has held him to zero yards. side
2: against Governor third and six.
4: Singleton not going to put up the kind of giant-sized numbers he had last year when he was uh, well
3: over uh, 240 yards against... Uh, Still eight minutes to go here in the game, Mike. <laughs> it'll be third and six for the Mustangs. Johnson in the gun. Singleton to his left. Option left. Pitch to Singleton. And he's down inside the 30-yard line.
2: Singleton around right
3: And so Mifflin will have it on the 27-yard line of Exeter here, as we're under seven, eight minutes of play here in the game. That's a 28-yard run for Singleton. He's now
4: over 200 yards, so maybe he will get to that kind of that big number that he hit last year. I think 200 yards is a big number anytime. Yeah. So well for Nick, that's an average night.
3: I mean, that's just look what he's done. He's over a thousand yards in five games. Sure, absolutely, and and they lost a game to Reading, that they didn't get a chance to play. So imagine what he would have done there. Here comes Singleton again over the left side. He's off his way to the end zone. Touchdown, Governor Mifflin, 28 yard run by Nick Singleton.
4: Four touchdowns for Nick Singleton tonight. Over 220 yards rushing.
3: I thought you spoke a little too soon there, and there you have it. I guess so. He must have heard me. You upset him a little bit, it sounds like. They ran a little power play there to Singleton over the left side. He made a bunch of people miss early on and just outran everyone to the end zone. And that's what he does, and that's who he is.
2: Extra point is good. seconds left in
3: So as we go to break here with 7.23 to go in the fourth quarter it's 47, Governor, Governor Mifflin 21 Exeter We'll be right back after this short break You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network Welcome back to Exeter here. We've got 7.29 to go in the ball game. Mifflin just punched one in from 28 yards out with Nick Singleton extending their lead to 47 to 21. As Jackson Schools tees up the ball for Governor Mifflin, he approaches and the kick, a little onside kick to the right, this time fielded by the Eagles. And they get the ball to about the 37 yard line, 38 yard, Let's we'll see if they mark it. 15, that was Carter Cordor number 15 for the Eagles, a junior. So an update in that Boyertown game against the the Warriors of Methacton. The Bears 28, the Warriors 11. So still uh, a nice lead there for Boyertown to hold on to tonight. Exeter takes over the ball at the 39 yard line, first and 10. You know, both teams still has all their starters in the game, so again, this game, Good on good the whole way. Payne, play action, back to pass. Looks down the middle, throws, and it's broken up that time by Aiden Martin, looking for J.R. Strauss uh, to the right side Passing here.
2: For Strauss,
3: Colin Payne took another big hit there as he stood in the pocket to deliver that ball.
4: Yeah, everybody you know knows about the uh, offensive firepower for Governor Mifflin, but they can play defense as well. Great push up front
3: all night long. Extra comes back out. Their two tight end set. Give us an angle over the right side. Again, makes a man miss. Picks up about eight or nine of the play. It'll bring up third and one for the Eagles.
2: Brought down by Johnson.
3: Make it third and two. Give a stoppage here. Looks like there's a flag on the play. Referees are talking to the far side of the field. <laughs> Looks like there's no penalty, just the stoppage of the game by the officials there. Okay. I don't know if it was a sideline infraction here against Mifflin again. But this time. So it, So this will be a five yard penalty against Governor Mifflin for a sideline infraction. Meaning their guys, their coaches or players were in the referee's box there. And that'll be a first down for the Eagles. And now we have another stoppage in play. Now we have a timeout, Governor Mifflin. So A lot of stoppages here with 6.46 to go in the game. We'll be right back after this short break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
1: Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. We have all the components to get you back to the health you need. Our primary care physicians and specialists see you soon. Our urgent care centers see you quickly. Our emergency room sees you now, and our on-demand app sees you anytime. Whether it's our primary care, urgent care, emergency care, or on-demand care, Penn State Health St. Joseph delivers the best care anywhere. Visit us
3: on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. And we're back to Eagles football here in Riften. 6.46 to go in the game. The Eagles trail the Mustangs 21 to 47 as we have a first and 10 for Exeter after the penalty on the Mustangs. Timeout taken by Governor Mifflin as they come back onto the field after the timeout. Uh, be nice to see Exeter drive the ball down here and score again just for, for the confidence factor going into next week and throughout the remainder of the season.
4: You know, like you said, I think Matt Bauer will, will take some positives out of this game tonight.
3: Payne back to pass, quick pass down the middle. Oh, in and out of the hands of number nine, Ty Yoakum, on the play, number three, Ian Johnson. And now he taunts the sidelines, so and he's gonna be penalized for this. And we saw this a few weeks ago with Jalen Jones of, of, Governor Mid- of uh, Wilson. Now I don't know if this is the same infraction, but Jones was thrown out of the game and missed two weeks. So I, I don't think this is the same infraction here, but he certainly was turning the sidelines. Um,
4: yeah, you know, you hate to see that. He made a great play. Everybody in the stadium knew it.
3: He didn't need to remind anyone. Now this is gonna go against Exeter. Oh wait, it's Exeter. Oh, never mind. Take it back. Personal foul, unsportsmanlike against the Eagles. Oh, I, I take it back. I apologize to... Uh, Eden Johnson, I, I thought they were flagging him for, for talking to the sidelines. So that moves the ball all the way back to the Eagles 37 yard line and brings up a first and 25. Pain in the gun again. I'm not sure how it's first down again. No, it should be should second down. Should be second down. down. Yeah, that, that should be second down. The play was over for the penalty for the. So let's see, they steal it down here. It says second down of the box. Yeah. So it's second down. It certainly should be
4: third down. Yeah, it but should the pass. Be third was down, incomplete but complete on first down. Uh, now they just switched it, Mike. I see, yeah. Now no, started so started down. Start down. Yeah, I was so going to they... say,
3: that the, the, the penalty was after the play, so the play should count, and the right. penalty moves the ball back, and it's the next down. So third and 25 for the Eagles here. Payne again in the gun. He's got three receivers to his left at the tight end. Trey formation. Schlaffer by himself to the right. Back to pass. Look, give me a screen here. They're going to get a holding call here on the extra offensive line. I imagine Mifflin will decline this penalty and bring up fourth down, so let's see what happens. Yeah, a nice gain,
4: but still, dude, yeah, you want to get the ball back. And there's an
3: injured Governor Mifflin-Mustang on the field on about the 35-yard line. Oh, Mifflin's going to take the penalty? It looks like they are. They picked up the ball.
4: But I don't understand that call. Nice moment there Nick Singleton just gave uh, Eric Nagle a little pat on the head and a hug uh, you know game well played a lot of respect between these two clubs even though uh, the game yeah,
3: got, you're out, got about out of hand talk about Nick Singleton coming in tonight someone stopped me and said hey you knew was throwing the equipment out of the, the van to all the players. It was Nick Singleton. So a very humble young man as, as Mifflin's ba- van showed up with all their gear. It was Nick Singleton in the van handing out equipment to the players, picking up their bag and gear uh, when they got here. So it's nice to hear he's a, a really nice young man all the way around. Yeah, you know, it's refreshing to see uh, a, a true superstar player
4: like that uh, maintain, um, you know, himself, not get too big and, and still have uh, respect for everybody. Uh, tremendous young man great family always a very respectful uh,
3: person when you when you go to talk to him and that's great to hear uh, Mifflin's player is still down uh, on the 35 yard line here looks like they're going to try to get him up here so that's good to see if he's going to get up and walk off under his own power you've you lost a set of keys
2: you've lost a set of keys
3: and that is number 59, uh, Mikel Ford, who we talked about a little earlier, the freshman, 6'1, 240 pounds. I'm not sure that's what 240 pounds looks like, though. I, I, I think that number's a little off uh, that I have here in the that program. That was before dinner. <laughs> so Mifflin does take the penalty. If lost your
4: So, where's the ball? Back to the 21. 25. Uh,
3: uh, no, 26. 26. It's going to be an 11 yard penalty. So, Payne back to pass. Gets hit as he delivers. And it's incomplete. And he took a shot there from Trey Rock. Payne's
2: pass incomplete.
3: Intended for J.R. Strauss uh, down the left down seam. And, and like 35. I said, So we've seen Trey Rock make play after play on defense all night long, and there again, doesn't let Payne really step into his throws. He comes from his linebacker position, brings the pressure right up the gut, and he just leveled Colin Payne. Colin Payne has really
4: been punished tonight by that Mifflin defense. Trey Rock and Nate Goodman in particular, he's been hit in the uh, act of throwing at least four or five times, and that's that's dangerous
3: because uh, you, you can't protect yourself. So that'll bring up fourth down for the Eagles, fourth and 36. Moser in the punt, he stands on his own 13 yard line. He has the snap, rolls to his right, gets the kick away. It's a low liner, it's gonna roll out and go out of bounds at about the 38 yard line where Miffin will take over with just over six minutes to go here in the game. And we'll see if Mifflin, yep, Mifflin's going to bring out all their starters again. So, again, still getting work in here for their players as as they have a long way to go in this season. So it'll be first and ten. Mifflin ball on their own 38-yard line. 6.09 to go here in the game. So three receivers to the right again, under center. That's Delson McNeil, the quarterback yeah, in there for center. Mifflin right Delson now. Delson McNeil, number eight, with the ball there, brought down by number seven, the safety for extra. Kellen Boyer, gain of one. No, wait, is there a penalty on the play? We have holding against Mifflin. So they'll march back the Mustangs here. At the
4: 33, they're going to put it down. So, uh, 10-yard penalty, five-yard
3: run for. uh, I'll make it first and 15. I didn't think he had five yards in the game. He only got to the 40-yard line. I might have declined that penalty. I don't don't think they marked that off properly. I I agree. And here is the inside reverse. So Aiden Martin around the right side, finally knocked out by number seven, Kellen Boyer, but not before he gets to the 35-yard line of the Eagles.
4: It's gonna be a 32-yard run for Aiden Martin.
3: And again, as you said, as talented as that young man, is, you've gotta get him involved some way to, to, to keep it going for him. Uh, he's asked to block a lot, for for the other backs and the quarterback, and you just got to give him something, you know, as much as you can to keep him interested and involved with everything. Toss here to Singleton, tackled right away by Anthony Kachesi in the backfield. Loss of one on the play to bring up second and eleven. You know, it's nice to to want to get a lot of people involved, but Nick Singleton ruins that
4: when he uh, takes the ball to the house in two or three plays. You know, you don't have many plays on your drive, so.
3: Uh, it's not always possible. An update in the Daniel, Bu- Daniel Boone Muhlenberg game. The Blazers lead the Mules 28 to 7 late in the game. So it'll be second 11 for the Mules, for the Mustangs. McNeil under center. He's got Rock and Singleton behind him. Give us the Rock up the middle.
2: There
3: by a whole host of Eagles. Ty Yoke comes out of the pile with the ball, but I don't think he has it. Third down. You know, we talked about the, the talent level of Exeter and the, and the wins they've had against quality teams, and I know people can say what they want about uh, Mifflin or, um, and Wilson, but Wilson went tonight 59 to 12 over McCaskey, and again, in the game against uh, Wilson, Exeter was was much better of a team than, than Wilson when they played here uh, a few Friday nights ago. McNeil under center. Again, the give is to Singleton over the right side. He gets to the edge. Knocked out of bounds by Joey Schlaffer right as he gets down to about the 15-yard line.
2: Pushed out of bounds by 84, Joe Schlaffer, first down.
3: Even though you know this has not been a close
4: game on the scoreboard, it's just fun to watch some of these individual matchups. There you see uh, Joey Schlaffer, a future Division One player, taking on Nick Singleton, who's gonna play at Penn State next
3: year. And we haven't seen Joey Schlaffer play very much defense at all. He played in the second half against Muhlenberg last week, had a pick six, but we don't see him very often playing defense. So again, with the injury to Jacob Wolf, maybe Joey Schlaffer now becomes that next corner for the Eagles. McNeil under center. He's going to keep it himself. Brought down just short of the goal line. Brought down by number 62, Anthony and number 7, Kellen Boyer. But it looks like he'll have enough for the first down possibly. Nope. Just short.
4: Uh, Joey Schlaffer is just too good of an athlete to have him sit on the sideline City for half the game. You have to get him involved, and uh, I think part of this is,
3: uh, you know, get him ready for next year
4: so he can be a, a true full-time player, two-way player.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. So it brings up second and short for the Mustangs as the ball rests just outside the Eagle five-yard line. McNeil comes under center, gives to Rock up the middle, barrels his way into the end zone. Touchdown, Trey Rock.
2: In for governor of the
3: and so Miffin extends their lead to 53 21 as we attempt the extra point here from Jackson Schools.
2: Jackson Schools on for the extra point.
3: The ball is spotted, and the kick is up, and the kick is good. And with 3.22 to go here in the game, Governor Lifton extends its lead to 54-21 over the Eagles. We'll be back with the final three minutes and 32 seconds of this game right after this short break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
5: Oxygen has all the products you need to reduce strain, improve ligament stability and protect healing tissue. We will work with your orthopedic specialist to treat chronic pain, overuse injuries, sprains, strains and arthritis. We also offer solutions for injury prevention, pre and post surgery treatment and rehabilitation from the leading manufacturers in the field. No matter the brace you need, Oxygen offers low and high impact bracing solutions for everyday activities and sports. Our fit specialists can help you get back to your favorite activities today and experience a better quality of life. That's InHomeOxygen.com. Home Oxygen and Medical Equipment on the web at inhomeoxygen.net.
3: And welcome back here to Exeter as Governor Mifflin's Jackson School sees up the ball one more time as they extend their lead to 54-21 over the Eagles, 3:22 to go in the game, back deep for the Eagles. Number 26, Cabron Woody, and number 11, Carter Redding. So extra will have three minutes and 20-some seconds to go here, see if they can punch another score in here. Uh, onside kick to the right again, received by Carter Cordara, and he's tackled right around the 39-yard line.
2: Carter Cordara on the return.
3: So again, Exeter takes over. 3.17 to go here in the ball game. Trailing 21-54. Uh, they have not quit on this, this game tonight. They played hard and they continue to play hard. So that's great to see that they haven't quit. They're still out here doing things, trying to make plays happen. And a final score here, Burks' Catholic 42, Reading 12. Here's Cabron Woody over the right side. He's into the secondary across midfield, brought down on them. Um, The Mifflin 44-yard line. So Woody in now for Nangle it looks like as we'll get the seniors some action here. Also in the game for the Eagles, number 17, Isaiah Choi at the receivers. Here goes Woody again over the left side. Tackled there by Johnson. So it looks like a gain of eight on the play. Maybe nine, let's see if they give him. Looks like a gain of eight, they'll give him to the 36 yard line. Should bring up.
2: Gain of six, second down and four.
3: Pain in the gun. Again, gives to Woody over the right side here. Makes a cut back to the inside. Takes it across the 35 yard line. Brought down right there. It'll bring up third and short for the Eagles. Ball rests just inside the Mustangs' 35 yard line. Third and one for the Eagles. Now in the game at tailback, Messiah Robinson, number 28, he gets the carry over the right side, gets enough for a first down, breaks into the secondary and tackled by Nick Singleton down and on the 17-yard line. First down for the Eagles as we're under two minutes to go. Exeter mixing in a few new players here and there. Sam Moorslake, senior captain, comes out from his tackle position. Exeter comes up with Payne in the eye formation. He's got Yoakam and Messiah Robinson behind him. Play action here. Drops back pass. Throws. Incomplete. Looking for J.R. Strauss from his tight end position. That'll bring up second and ten. Payne's
2: passing. Complete. Second down.
3: Picking up second and ten for the Eagles. Payne under center. Looks like he's gonna try to run the ball to the right here. Pitch goes to Messiah Robinson to the right. Met by Trey Rock in the backfield and brought down by Trey Rock. Just another fine play by number two for the Mustangs, Trey Rock. What a great name for a linebacker. So they'll give him a short game to play. Still be third and long, third and 10 for the Eagles here. Just over a minute, it will be under a minute when the ball snaps. There's Cabron Woody on the left side. Makes one man miss, gets Payne it down to Brown, about Williams the 10 yard line.
2: Tripped up by number two. It'll
3: round. bring up fourth and two as there's 45 seconds to go in the game. Payne gets a play, sprints into the side, uh, front of the sideline.
4: Exeter wants to score here. I'm not going to waste this opportunity.
3: Payne again to Woody. Dragged down in the backfield. Will not get the first down. And Governor Mifflin will take over on downs here with the ball just outside the 10 yard line and about the 13 yard line. I would imagine Mifflin will just take a knee here on this final play. Well, one of the accomplishments extra can say is they did not get mercy ruled by one of the, if not the best team in the state. Uh, they've mercy ruled everyone. I can't imagine anyone else in Berks County can can hold that uh, as the issue here. So, nice job by the Eagles here in the second half. Um, I guess that's some
4: measure of, <laughs> of, uh, of success. I don't think that's what... Uh, I don't think that's what Matt Bauer was looking for here, but uh, you're, you're right. Mifflin has mercy-rolled everybody, and uh, Exeter was able to move the ball enough, put the ball in the end zone to avoid that so far.
3: Yeah, they're gonna have a big formation here. Looks like they're gonna take a knee in this final play of the game. There it is. So that'll end it here from Exeter. 54 for Governor Mifflin 21 for the Eagles we'll be back with the post game wrap up right after this you're listening to the Exeter Sports Network
1: Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. We have all the components to get you back to the health you need. Our primary care physicians and specialists see you soon, our urgent care centers see you quickly, our emergency room sees you now, and our on-demand app sees you anytime. Whether it's our primary care, urgent care, emergency care, or on-demand care, Penn State Health St. Joseph delivers the best care anywhere.
3: Visit us on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. Well, that's going to wrap it up here tonight from Exeter. Your final score: Governor Mifflin 54, Exeter 21. We had the opportunity to see Nick Singleton run the ball tonight for 240 plus yards. I think at 246 on 18 carries and four touchdowns. Good thing for the Eagles, though, they played very close football in the second half. uh, Had two scores. Mifflin had three. Um, you know, there are positives here for Exeter coming out of the game moving on to next week, which is a must win for the Eagles at Berks Catholic. So join us next Friday as the Eagles travel to take on the Burks Catholic Saint and head coach Rick Keeley. You can catch all the action right here on the Exeter Sports Network. Coverage will begin with the in-home oxygen pregame show at 6.45 p.m. and the kickoff at 7 o'clock. I should be joined by my regular partner next week, Darren Zeiner, which is great news and sweet music for all of our listeners' ears. Again from Exeter, Governor Mifflin 54, Exeter 21. For my producer, Jerry Geloff, our special guest color commentator, Mike Drago from MikeDragoSports.com. This is Mike Boyer. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Exeter High School football game here on the Exeter Sports Network. Good night, everyone. Thank you for
1: joining us for Exeter Eagles football on the Exeter Sports Network. The game has been brought to you by Penn State Health St. Joseph on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org and in-home oxygen and medical equipment at inhomeoxygen.net. Join us next week as the Eagles cross town to take on the Berks Catholic Saints. You can listen to the game at jgmedia.us. This has been a presentation of Jerry Gallup Media. Good night.